Hello everyone and welcome to the Lightbringers Podcast, episode 53. Today we're going to be talking about many things. The summer expansion. Rectus. And now I can hear you because I muted you, but I can hear you. I hate you all. No, don't say that in the intro. Okay, I'm gonna. You can. Everyone can hear you now. So don't say that anymore. Uh, I didn't say anything. Now boots can be heard. Oh no! Whoops. We were behaving. I don't know what you're talking about, Jebro. Yeah. We were behaving in the sense of Austin Powers. I'll be. Chicken nuggets. Oh man, I'm really hungry. Oh my god. Now I want. I still love myself, even though I look like a burnt chicken nugget. Jebra started this by pulling out a pillow that is a dinosaur chicken nugget. So I just want everybody to know that Boots singing a chicken nugget song while Jebra tried to do the intro was really nobody's fault except for Jebra's. Really yeah. got me this because I like chicken nuggets. And we got a chicken nugget emote in the chat if you want to use it. Very good. I have a triceratops. I think it's a wrench. It looks oh, like look a dinosaur. Yeah, they're dinosaurs. <laughs> You're still playing, aren't you? You're still playing. No, I'm not. I'm looking at you now. I can see the dinosaur. You were playing. Okay. <laughs> you were playing. I guess Fornax was playing when you were describing what type of pillow it was. Yes. So that, Look, well, that, that was that would be the correct. Yes. Fornax had important people. world versus world versus world business. Um, it could not be mm. bothered by this podcast nor any dinosaur-shaped food pillows that you possess. So. Right. Yeah, the good. legendaries must happen. Anyway, Topping you just think the whole entire world revolves around you, Jabro, and your chicken nugget tickles, okay? <laughs> wow. Cradling it yeah. like a child now, <laughs> Actually, I'm yeah. slightly concerned. <laughs> it's it's on my stomach where the, where the hernia was. Like, it's, yeah. it's supportive. Jabro had a surgery, so we have to be nice to him. Today. So oh, only, today. only today. Not, not only the other today. No, Jebra, would you like to do, no, would you like to do your intro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I kind of just did it, ish. Oh, that was the intro. It's the Lightbringers oh. podcast, episode fifty-three. <laughs> We're going to be talking about lots of stuff. Wow. We also have an amazing guests called Rookery Boots, Fornax, aka the Four, the Fornax Herald, the Grand Herald. <laughs> I'll take it. It's, it's fine. been like two weeks, so give me a break. I'm also on a lot of painkillers right now, which feel great. <laughs> like they are, woohoo! They're wild and awesome. Also, happy Pride, everyone. <laughs> Happy well, Pride! Y'all doing awesome. any gay stuff lately? Always, every day of my life, Kroof. How about you? <laughs> mm, no, I've been taking a break. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, Pride Month is your month off. Yeah, it's my month off. I'll let everyone else do it. <laughs> You'll let everyone else do the gay things? Oh, thanks. <laughs> You know what? Laughing's the worst with this, so I'm I am, so I can imagine, just, I am screwed I today. I this am podcast just, is not going to be great for your hernia. It's really, no. well, the hernia is gone, but like... Well, the, it, the healing recovery. The healing, my belly, man. Can we see the scar? Scar. Hi guys, welcome to my YouTube channel, Scar Tour. I might so show you my Summerphone this weekend if we get enough hey, tips. There we go. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, offer it no, as like a little that. treat with the subathon, with the tipathon. Yeah, yeah. okay. Tipathon because you twitch. Yes, the um, <laughs> We are going to be talking about lots of things. We have awesome guests. We're just going to do very short intros because we tend to uh, enjoy our intros. Um, 
Just do what you want. Um, Kruf, tell us what you do. Where you do it, just in case people do not know you by now. Hi, everyone. 100 episodes or so of you being on the show. <laughs> I've been a little busy, so I've been a little absent from the uh, social media, so I don't blame them if they don't know who I am or forgotten. It's very easy, but hi, everyone. I'm Kruf. I do a lot of YouTube over on my YouTube channel, which is Kruf, uh, about Gilbert's 2. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more videos out very soon, especially mm. with the uh, recent updates coming out Tuesday. And I also stream here on Twitch every once in a while. I've been playing a lot of Diablo 4. Yeah. I'm still loving it. And cool. um, yeah, thank you so much. <gasps> You've been playing Diablo 4 too? I've been playing until you want to play together with this crew. Oh my God, yes. No, I would love to. <laughs> Holy. <Yes. laughs> Fornix, the Grand Herald. What, uh, what have you been up to? Tell us what you do where you do it. Lovely. Hey, I'm Fornax. I am the Crichton Herald or the or the Fornax Herald, whichever whichever one fits. And I make content over on YouTube and occasionally I stream here on Twitch, although I have been slacking because I can't stream and raid lead at the same time, which is a bit of a problem. Um but yeah, uh, please go and check out my latest Wobby World video um on YouTube. Talking about all the stuff that's um, all the gear. If you want to mm -hmm. see all the new gear, it's in the video. And if you want to see what I want and the new maps I want, then it's in the video as well. So everything will be world. Yes, all of uh, everyone's links are going to be in the description below. And if you do want to support them by buying the previous expansions, please use their links as well, which helps them in their content creation ways. <laughs> You've really got money, man. <laughs> what the? It's heck? useful, I think. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that before. And also, we can know. We oh, can... <laughs> it was a Fornax emote. I was like, "What are you laughing at?" I look at chat. I'm like, "Chat's just being no, normal." No, no, no. Fornax had like money coming out of their hands and like dollar bills. <laughs> and then Fornax, they do did the, the other, other one. one. No, don't do the other one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> See? But that's how she gets the money. Well, have you changed your? Have you moved your teacup? Because now I see the top of your teacup as well. And now people aren't going to keep messaging me and DMing me asking what is the steam that's coming out from wherever well, from their the name because no one knows. And they're like, "That's a cup of tea." And they were it's like, "We can't cream. see the teacup." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." It's but I can't fit everything in. No, previously Steve I was just very hot and bothered, but no, now it's a cup of tea. It's fine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah, God. you're so hot, hot, hot. You're just so oh, hot. Oh, yeah. Hot. Yeah. Absolutely. So hot right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the intro's going well. Rookery, uh, <laughs> tell us what you do and where you do it, please. Hi, I'm Rook, aka Rookery. That's spelled R O O K U R I. I stream here on Twitch at Rookery. I do a lot of MMORPG content, obviously, including Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy 14, though I have been playing The Witcher. The Witcher, oh my god. <laughs> it's a good game. Final Fantasy Witcher 1, right? Witcher is good too. Witcher's good too. Oh, no, I have been playing. No, I've been playing Diablo 4 in my spare time is what I was going to say, but my brain auto-filled The Witcher for some reason. Can you tell it's been a busy month and I'm on my final brain cells that have been allocated to me? Um, but well, yes, I do play. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I do a lot of MMORPGs. I stream over on Twitch. I do YouTube videos as well. Um, I have a new one going up tonight with my 6.4 playthrough for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, that's also just at Rookery. And then you can find me on at Rookery underscore uh, over on Twitter. If I'm not 
playing games, using the wrong words for things, and generally goofing. We did do 16 this past week, too. Um, although I think most of my actual playthrough is going to be up on YouTube. We just played through the demo before it released. Um, if I'm not doing stuff there and I'm not on YouTube, I'm probably doing a podcast here or over on Aetherite Radio, which is the 14 podcast that I do, um, and or hosting or shoutcasting, which I've been doing a lot of recently. Um, and tonight, I actually have my first ever TTRPG guest spot, which I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah. well, someday. Oh, I cast tonight. Good. Yeah, tonight. Are you... nice. So did you already make a character? I did. I they my favorite thing too is that one of the creators, uh, Liana messaged and in the initial pitch email, Liana said, and yes, we will let you play a dragon if you want to. Perfect. So I am playing a river yeah. dragon, oh, that's and cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a new system that oh, uh, some really wonderful people have been working on. Um, it is like the team of creatives have been working on it heavily LGBTQIA plus as well. Good. Um, Good. And it's basically taking anime and making it tabletop. So I'm really excited about wow. it. And that'll be tonight. That's interesting. Yeah. Really cool. That is very cool. The... How unique. That's awesome. Yeah, so you're I'm excited. you Kunavang. Kind of, yes, yeah, sort of, but very small. I made a very small dragon. I saw it. You've got art for it as well, right? I saw that. I do. I saw the art. That's cool. It's the Valor system. Reader mm. Geek, I see Reader Geek asking about oh, Reader it. Reader Geek's chat. gonna have to tell us because Reader Geek <laughs> is actually babying me in the world of D and D right now because I have played one have game for a half an hour. Well, we played for a couple of hours, but it wasn't. Well, I read as Reader Geek, who is a mod and awesome friend, is there. Uh, teaching a few of us how to play so we can start getting into it and that's great because by cool. the way i think we had a conversation i think i don't know if it was on stream or off stream yeah. i think it was off stream and we decided it was i think uh Fornex, me and crew were in agreement that we should uh, rook i want to say you were there too but i don't remember that we should do a uh we should do a dnd campaign to, to yes the guild wars 2 themed like uh, dnd campaign i mean yes, i would yes, yes i would definitely be up for that and maybe we could get well really keys is dm so maybe they can do it for That'd us be perfect. yeah and uh we could do Ooh. it outsourcing talent i need to learn <laughs> i need to learn how to play though first i'm making a character and they're pretty cool it's pretty it, it's it's straightforward it, it's not so hard to yeah. To get into My ADHD yeah. brain has difficulties with such things. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it wants to go everywhere. I'm like, Please. when you start rolling into something like a campaign, uh, a lot of times, like some of the very first games I ever played, people just threw a book at me and they were like, we're playing right now. And it's like, literally, as you just Sometimes sit there, you I go, <laughs> you go well sometimes you just the thing is is that like when you start with D, like while well, sure you can like research a lot of stuff you can also just jump in and like mm. you can literally just say i want to x how do i do this like how do i do this thing and this is me describing what i would want to do and then like a good group yeah. and a good dm will say well we'll roll for this or why don't we do this thing that your class has so yeah wicked i will right. say if we're going to do it online we should use D D beyond because it has basically all the kind of roles built in you click a button it's very very much easier for new players and you can do it for free you can have a free account so anyway are we talking about guild wars 2 yeah guild wars yes, 2 we're do well, well first of all we've got one more person to do an intro for and that's oh, sorry. sorry 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 tell us about all the things boots no you're fine and also thank you for your lovely comments in the chat Kalaris. i love you too mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm Boots. Uh, you could find me at World of Vendors on YouTube. <laughs> Fornex, are you going to put the 
put the Forex, do you have the You should get a little piece of paper and just put it there. <laughs> yeah. I'll um, work on it. Thank you, thank you. Please put that up next time. Uh, you got to be prepared. And uh, I've been making videos uh, recently about the adventures, trying to get top 250 mm. on all of them, and it's been going pretty well. I'm, I think I'm almost through all of uh, Heart of Thorns, and I did the adventures of the um, of the festivals uh, while they came up. Yeah, I do like this and festival. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Killaris is in the chat. Um, I uh, I embarrassed myself in front of him at PAX East. You always uh, talk about ago. that. You always <laughs> mention, because like, if you don't know who Killaris is, Killaris is like a legendary esports commentator who basically taught me a lot of what I know. Much respect. Is still doing it today for PUBG, StarCraft, Legend. Um, and uh, yeah, Boots uh, made a tit of himself by not knowing who he is. So then, yeah, and like, and which yeah, is fine, like, by the way. Like met, I met him, and I was like, "So, are you? Do you have you been doing this long? Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was it like, was, I was just sitting, I was just standing there, like, I was like, "You need to get that bell. We need to say shame. Like, we need to do all the things." It <laughs> <laughs> was, was good time. Like you didn't know, you didn't know because you weren't you weren't in the scene. Like content creation yeah. is a thing. People have millions and millions of followers, and they'll just walk around and just be like, "Who the hell is this person?" Because a lot of yeah. people are doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, respect. honestly, I feel like I would rather have somebody just really genuinely approach and say, like, "Like, what do you do?" And I'm curious to hear about like what, yeah. what you're yeah, into absolutely. versus like have them be acting really weird or really artificial because they be know. I was you probably people to also fanboy on really you, Mercury. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I did have the weird. So that at that Paxis, I had the weirdest experience though. Uh, oh, when gosh. I went to some random like, I think it was like a, a magic card booth or something like that. Yeah. And I, I went to it. And I was like looking at their stuff, and the guy at manning the booth said, "Hey, you're World of Vendors, right?" Really? And, I'm like, oh, and I was nice. like, "What?" Because yeah, <laughs> I think so I only cool. had. I think I only had one video with my face at it at that point. Oh, and it was like uh, oh. uh, that I spoke like a challenge thing back in the day. And so I was very confused as to why this person knew who I was. Yeah, <laughs> legend. That yeah. is awesome. Okay, also, I need to plug uh, very quickly this show, the Lightbringers podcast. If you do an exclamation mark podcast in the chat, also do uh, anchor.fm slash. Gabrieuni, although it's changed to uh, Spotify podcast because it is owned by them now, so you can check this out on Spotify as well. If you go on Spotify, search for the Lightbringers, you will find the Guild Wars Two podcast, and you'll find all the cheeky little kind of logo and all that kind of stuff as well. We've hit a lot of listens actually. It's been the podcast is you know sixty k plus now we're on, so it's really good. So thank you for continuing to listen. Also, if you are able to review or star rates in different places like iTunes and everything else. Chuck a review. You can be as honest as you want, just as long as you give us five stars out of five. That's fine. Um, <laughs> like, you know, otherwise it's fine. Um, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the hype train in chat as well, for the mm -hmm. resubs and everything. Let's talk oh, about... I forgot to say things. that sometime during this thing, we're going to be giving out a gem code. We are doing that. Okay, yes. We'll also yeah. do a gem give code uh, giveaway. Wow, Kalaris, you ridiculous person. Uh, thank you Ooh. very much. That is very kind of you. You legend. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to get derailed too much because this is not. Everyone's not going to be watching this live. Basically, someone just gifted subs in the chat. And that's very kind. 
New Fractal, June the 27th. Uh, yes. We are going to be playing in the next show as long as everyone wants to. That's probably perhaps something we can do next week if people are here and they want to join. Um, I'm going to show you the trailer first and we will, we will have some initial reactions to that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do that first. We'll do that. Do that. And then, and then we'll talk. And then we'll talk. Okay. All right. Sound good. Sure. Hopefully the uh, audio comes on. Sure. I'm going to look at it too. Sure. I mean, there's not a lot in there, obviously, but like, no, you, know. you don't even, I, I don't think you see, you see one bad guy, I guess. You don't see um, yeah. the boss, I'm guessing. I, I assume that that, that the, the one Naga that we saw is not the boss, but it might be. No, I don't. I would assume they're just like <laughs> trash mobs down there or something, or that they're like mini boss kind of thing, or yeah. yeah. So, does someone want to yeah. give us a quick, because we do get new players listening to this a lot as well, and I just wonder if someone wants to give a quick explanation of what a fractal is in Guild Wars 2. Does anyone want to take that one on? A fractal is a high level end game dungeon system where you have a collection of dungeons, but you have multiple tiers. So, you'll go through the same dungeons, but as you progress from tier one to tier four, it'll get more difficult and there will be added instabilities or conditions to make it more spicy and dynamic. Yeah. And also you need uh, ascended armor, at least, in order to get to the higher tiers, because you need infusions in order to do so. So you infuse yeah. your gear for protection against a stacking debuff as you keep going through the level tiers, right? Up from 1 to 100, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The original base entry level to go in and do fractals is really not that much more difficult than if you're used to dungeon content in any other MMORPG, just like baseline mm -hmm. normal dungeon content. So yeah. don't be scared away from them. They're really great, and there's a lot of great rewards. But as you progress higher up, kind of equivalent to the Mythic Plus system in World of Warcraft, although this system actually predates that system, which is really interesting, and people don't oftentimes realize that. But as you scale your way up, you can do more challenges, and that's when you start needing things like the Ascended Gear so that you mm. can put in a specific kind of buff that helps you counteract some of the stacking damage that applies yeah. at those higher levels. Like the first yeah. tier, you don't need any of that. So you don't need to need to send a gear. I think to give you an example for legendary armor, you need to do a couple or a few um, fractals for one of the collections. Mm. And I think I didn't want to be bothered to make groups. So I just did the, the fractals solo. <laughs> and so it's doable. So the lowest level fractals, you could even do solo if you want to. But the mm. highest level fractals with the challenge modes, the CMs, no, no, you can't. Yeah. If anyone thinks I'm being rude to anyone yeah. on the channel on the podcast right now, I'm not. It's Kalai's just gifted a bunch more subs, so thank you. I'm going to say oh. thank you. That's helpful. It helps me. Um, okay, great explanation. Thank you, everyone. Um, I just, I really want to make sure we do 
I do better to try and convey some of these things because I do get questions sometimes from people and they're like, oh yeah, what is that? Because I don't know and I'm new to the game and it's like really awesome to know that people are... There's still a bunch of new people playing this game. There really is. Mm. It's really, really awesome. Um, and I'm always seeing folks running around. I just run around in early zones anyway just because I like it. Because I like the music and just the nostalgia. Um, okay, so in terms of Fractal... Just reactions off the trailer. Yeah, it looks fun, right? It looks cool. There is, it's in the present. Mm. Well, something that's interesting is that mm. we don't often see fractals, yeah, based around where we are right now in like the story, exactly. right? Like that's something that is yeah. is different. Do you want to say a bit more about that, boobs? Or are you just kind yeah, of agree? Yeah, I do because I, I it was one of those things that I I like talking about actually that the story in fractals is mm -hmm. usually uh well either in the past or in the future uh because they're allowed to do that that's what the fractals or made up yeah but what do you mean or made up just like possible things right they're not all like happened right i or think they might be all things that exist in the future or the past yeah i'm trying or to think of anticipated no. future maybe no, I, I I agree with Jeb. It's 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 um, oh, possible outcomes. It's it's like yeah. it's 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 like uh, the multiverse, right? What, the possible what example, consequences. Well, I guess I guess the arc series mm. might like. I'm trying to think of an example of thing something that's possible to have, to happen, but not necessarily. Do we know much about like this? It's really just like a shotgun method of like some of the fractals will be a bit more close to what we're experiencing in the actual narrative. Some of them yeah. will be more divergent and will be their own thing. It really well, is guess... kind of just like a scattershot of whatever they want to really put out and tell I... the story of. Yeah, I guess that's fair because if you are doing the fractals of something in the past mm -hmm. and your party wipes and then quits, then technically that's not what actually happened in the past. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> like, well, like it is there, and there is the because there's some of the um, Aether Blade stuff in there, right? That happens, mm -hmm. like you know, that's something that does happen. So you're right, you know, and I I like oh. the multiverse um, kind of idea yeah, of that's... Guild Wars too. That's cool. That's a good point because we do know canonically that there are multiple timelines within the mists because of yeah. some of the recent Aetherblade stuff, right? Where mm. they go around two different hypothetical yeah. timelines and things and kill versions of themselves and continue. So now, now hold on yeah. a second, though. I have a question about that one. So, th th yeah, they've gone back to previous versions of themselves and attacked it in order to get mm. resources. Now, when they go back a second time, do they go back to the original version of itself? Or, like, should should it happen that they keep on stacking and killing, like, more and more versions of themselves because they mm. keep on... I mean, I think that's a huge rabbit hole that we could spend the entire yeah. podcast theorizing about, but... It's weird that you're trying is... to derail a podcast. I, I feel uh, like that's something you okay, don't okay, do wait, often. Uh, <laughs> Something's going well, on with your cameras, by the way. Yeah, there um, will be. There will be. I'm just switching over to... Oh, it's see. not your fault. Oh. It's not your fault. It's me. It's Discord um, just, weird issue. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, I I do think it's interesting. This is tied so closely to sort of what's been happening and where we've been with Gyaladelv. 
There have been debates and discussion already in the community about whether or not this is a glimpse of the past, given the color of the jade before it was deeply infused by dragon magic and everything else, or if it is set somewhere within our current timeline. Um, I don't personally get the feeling that it's like the future, but we don't really know because, I mean, honestly, that little tidbit did not give us a ton of stuff. So either way, I think one thing we have mentioned a lot with fractals is the fact that uh, just like we saw with strike missions, rolling them into story or story adjacent helps, I think, give mm -hmm. it some more context. It helps give them more time as well to develop the themes, the ideas, the memorable villains, characters, encounters, adventures that you're having. And I think some people will have maybe mixed feelings about that if this hugs really closely to the story because they like that there's kind of the whole alternate you know, quest and, and world building around a lot of the fractals that we have now. But I personally think it's a really nice thing, especially since we're transitioning to this new expansion. And we had a, a relatively short wrap up here for Cantha and End of Dragons with the What Lies series, What Lies Within, What Lies Beneath. So to have something that expands a bit more on connecting the dots, I hope it does. I hope that it gives us some more context about the demonic forces and other things down below in the Jade, wherever it's placed in the timeline. Yeah, I mean, I hope so actually, too. that's I a good it, point. Think... Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it is in the past because uh, it looks like they've got, um, you know, like grapple guns. And yeah. then they'll do, they have those, you know, zip lines afterwards, but the zip lines don't appear to be dragon jade zip lines. No, so I yeah, think that's it's probably True. in the past before the dragon jade sort of got invented. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to, um, but the thing is, yeah, I guess there's some of that armor and stuff, but there is a Norn there. So don't remember, don't forget, like, it's how, it true. wouldn't be that far that's in true. the past. Uh, and and I so wonder, <laughs> and I wonder if this is going to be a fractal where the player character transforms into a narrative character in the mm, way that the Palawa Joko fractal had you turn into Elonian soldiers. Right. Yeah. Um, or if it's just going to be like an, the other no more normal types of fractals where your character just enters an echo of the mist, which I kind of prefer because you get to see your character, you get to see the outfits that you've constructed. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, they're fun because they just feel a little bit different. But Kind of like um, when yeah. you're all Asuras in that one, that one fractal. Yeah. And you're all Char. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And you're like, I never play Char as an like, engineer. And you're just like, oh, wow, I'm kind of naked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I do agree with Rook <laughs> in terms of, it's very interesting having End of Dragons, it, it kind of opens with the Sun Qua Peak Fractal in a weird way, because we got that about a mm. year before End of Dragons, yes. and it was like the last bit of endgame content that we got, which was a, a glimpse Actually, into End of Dragons assets. Actually, it was almost two years, well, it was 2020 we got the Sun Qua Peak, September. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is, that is the last time we had a Fractal, and I want to have that conversation as well, unless anyone wants to kind of remark. I was going to say, I've got it up on the, um, I've got it up on the show right now, so people can see it. There's a ton of mushrooms, so is it going to be one of those one, one of those Fractals where we see people going from, like, you know, different spaces and then going, using one of these to maybe go to another space as well? Because there's a few Fractals like that. I wonder about that possibility, but it's also very light in there, isn't it? It's like they're very colorful, and I kind of like the biome of it. Like, it's not really just dark, it feels like it's not down that low, it feels like it's like the middle, like there's something else that exists kind of between the higher level and what lies beneath. Maybe I don't know. I just had that thought, just a random thought. 
Looks cool though. I, I will say so. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that the 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 newest two fractals have actually kind of been like almost like a preview of what's to come. So Sun Kuei mm. was. It's not. It's not necessarily linked to the story, but it is tangential because we were introduced to the culture and some of the architecture. And I feel like. I feel like the next expansion this could be a hint at some sort of progression forwards or at least directionality of the next expansion i will say also for the jumping mushrooms there was a lot of people who weren't very happy about some of the dialogue options especially um especially like tier four runners who who just want to get through everything as fast as possible which i'm just learning now because i've mm -hmm. just started doing tier fours and people were very unhappy i liked the dialogue in sunquay i liked the use of um and beautiful mounts that are, that you can buy on the gem store that are actually characters in the game like we see on um the the and the oh my god too many end of dragons dragons end mm -hmm. map um mm -hmm. for the shrine guardian and you see that again in sunquay so we, i mean maybe we'll get a, a mount linked into this a special mount from this but i think personally that the jump the 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 the, the mushroom jumpy things i think that's for speed Endgame players want to get through these mm. things as fast as they possibly can, and they literally said, we're going to make sure that the pacing is correct so that the story doesn't interfere with people running the dungeons. So, I think probably thoughts. a bout of speed, but also probably some mechanical uh, mm. use for some encounters, because they do focus mm. a lot on those mushrooms. And then in a brief glimpse, like the two frames that we got on what were what I assume to be the encounters. Mm. There were like some jade structures with like air, like an updraft flowing Ooh. out of it. Mm -hmm. So there could be a sense of verticality within the actual mechanics of fighting the bosses, which could be interesting. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that a mm. lot. Yeah. Instead of it just being flat. And yeah. You to different platforms. Oh, go ahead, Rook. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, a lot of our theme in the recent, uh, you know, patches that we've had is the going down to the depths, emerging back to the surface, right? So it could be very much that they're playing with that kind of sense again, that there are levels as you go deeper or higher within the jade that create, you know, our arenas or the journey or the descent or whatever they're doing through the waves down below um, to try and see what's in there. It's also a nice way, I think, just to keep things relevant in regards to masteries that you have and, you know, that kind of content where they are always very careful, I think, even with their mounts to make sure that they are still periodically using things that are relevant like if those air currents allow you to do gliding stuff if there's anything right like your mushroom masteries and things like that it's something where i think that it could also be a bit of a nod to that to mm. um integrating some of those systems in the past we've even seen some of that verticality used to even hide away things right so if you're not speed running it but you're looking for the achievement collection of all the journal notes or the audio logs or the whatever yeah, there true. could be nooks and crannies that that kind of opens up for you too but i like your idea proof of them being used in the fight somehow where you have to maybe get up down or off the floor or get back in or come in from an angle like higher up i think that would be cool do you think do you think um they're necessary uh the the jumping mushrooms because i think you probably only need end of dragons to get this fractal or do you also need heart of thorns to get this fractal 
With most fractals, depending on the mechanics, it usually is separated the from the mastery because mm -hmm. they probably won't be like, you have to purchase this. But I think so. it's it's at least nice to reutilize the different gameplay systems that they do have across all masteries. Like Heart of Thorns in particular didn't have mounts, but they did toy around with quite a few traversal mechanics like new hawk wallows mushrooms uh grappling hooks with draconis mons hmm. so you know it's nice whenever they pop back up and especially the sure. mushrooms and seeing like the asset of like just a recolored mushroom good question yeah. it's good a little question. thing where we're like ah, heart of thorns <laughs> that is a good question we didn't we didn't actually cover that yeah fractals are core game so they should yeah. be but no mm -hmm. they've not said that you won't because that is an interesting question because the expansions are being released, they, their cadence is changing, and we're going to be going on to this very shortly. So this might be the link over to that that I would like to have, although maybe not actually. But anyway, think about this in your heads. I don't know why I'm doing that. It's instead of crappy. Um, <laughs> Can I say really quickly, because you sure. mentioned that it's been almost three years since yes, we had some Club that's Peak. what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> that's and I... Perfect. Um... Sunqua I thought was great because just like Fornax was saying, it does give you a bit of an introduction into the setting, the world, the places we were going to be going. Mm -hmm. And I can't actually remember, had they, they had confirmed Cantha when they released Sunqua, right? I'm, pr I'm pretty yes. sure they had. That's what I yes. wanted to ask yeah. too. Yeah. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Cantha. Yeah, I think. I think it yeah. was yeah. Given August. Us, was it August? I don't know. They I don't announced, know They announced Cantha early 2020 before the pandemic. Yes. And they showed the concept art. No, I remember that was it was art. during the pandemic. No, it was January or February. It was January well, that February. that was during the pandemic. Pandemic started in March for everyone. No, because Ruby was <laughs> in... Officially. Ruby was <laughs> in their office at home doing the show. No, 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 like the uh, like the first post of them confirming oh, expansion for Oh, that blog post with the picture? With the picture. So they announced. It was a New Year's thing. It was like, yeah, it was, was the it? January, yeah. it was like oh, early really? 2020. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the timelines. I, 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 I remember because they wouldn't promote my work because they hadn't confirmed where it was and I did two, two videos about Cantha and I was like, God uh... damn it. Sorry, carry on. No, I mean, I, yeah, they, so they had confirmed, so we did know, and we got a little bit of a glimpse of it. I really was wondering if they were going to tie that in with the characters or things that we saw there to any of the characters we would be meeting or experiencing uh, in End of Dragons itself. Mm. And thus far, it doesn't seem like it. Now, mm. with this one, we don't know, right? Is it just going to be kind of a supplementary thing, given its location and everything else? It seems like it's going to be relevant to the trajectory of the story, bridging that gap from where we were to where we're going but i was surprised at three years because it really hasn't felt like three years since the last one was released and yet simultaneously it just i think it just goes to show how much i hope that especially with the new expansion format they are able to release instance PvE content like this more frequently because we have gotten a slew of strike missions. We've gotten a lot of content, open world content, all kinds of stuff, right? But if we're not getting raids and we are going to be getting more fractals moving forward, I really hope we see these at least once, if not more, a year. I have another question, actually, that ties into this. Is this uh, the point that they're making or are you going off on a tangent? No, it's no tangent. Okay. Um, so sure? they said, <laughs> is it? It was two strikes, one fractal per expansion? No, yes. well, strike, new... ha strike hard mode, right, CM. For the new format, yeah. 
the new fractal. Two strikes, one fractal. About a year, every year or so, two strikes, well, a fractal. We are going to go through that as well as a reminder. Yeah. So, and we're getting one fractal now. Currently, mm. uh, so tiers of fractals are separated into 25 different fractals each. Uh, okay. Currently, looking on the wiki, it looks like there's 21 uh, unique fractals. So that means there's room for four more unique fractals. So if we're yes. getting a fractal now, there will be three more. You mean to fit in the hundred levels? Or do you no, for the, the twenty-five. No, the twenty-five tiers. There's a twenty-five oh. bracket within like 25, 25, 25, 25. Yeah, that means on, if yeah. they're going about that cadence, we're running out of room for fractals in three expansions, three years. Question I, though, I don't think they're they going to just... run out of fractals. I don't. I think well, we'll run out of room for fractals. They'll have to. They'll have to read. read they'll restructure format it. They're going to rest. I think they're going to. I think they're going to get rid of infusions. Again, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so what, as well. Mean, That's why I'm saying. <laughs> I think they're going to get rid of agony. Yeah, and just make them more hard. Make them harder. Well, I mean, it depends. They could change what the agony mechanic is, or just get rid of infusions because infusions for fractals are silly, um, and they are a barrier so, for access. In my opinion. To explain to everybody what we were talking about earlier, yeah. if you're new or you haven't done fractals, when we were referring to you need ascended gear for higher levels. Basically what it is, is that as you get to higher levels of these, like the higher difficulty versions of the fractals that exist, you scale them up, you get more rewards, there's higher challenge, right? At those higher levels, you reach a threshold where they start putting this thing called agony in, which is basically like a persistent scaling damage that you take the higher up you go where like you are just while you are in the fractal being hurt for being in the high level fractal so with ascended gear you need to infuse agony resistance mm -hmm. to your gear so at certain levels you need more of that on your gear to be able to counterbalance that like increasing ongoing damage that's happening yeah, and I know people will say, like, kind of, there is a, it's a way to progress, but I don't think it's a good way to progress in the game, just in my opinion, and that's not necessarily wrong or anything, but it's like, it just is a more of a barrier, because people just get, they don't want to learn about it, because it's just too, it's really intricate and just annoying. I did every single time I've engaged in that system, I've just been like, oh, man, I just can't be asked. I just, I just can't. I've got loads going on. Guild Wars is a casual game. Like the casual, when you can play any game, you know as much as you want. I mean, there's so many different there's so many different game modes, and you could experience the content from Fractals without having to go a hundred Fractals deep into it. So depends where you're going to get, right? That's true. That's true. That's it. So you could still experience the content and not have to go hard into it. So you don't have to do that if you don't want to. So I don't I don't think they have to remove infusions because I don't think they need to make it all available like the tier 100 fractals i don't think they have to make that available people who don't want to get infusions now hear me out what if they bundled that agony resistance into the process of working your way up the rankings of fractals so, I think so yeah. you, yeah. like you complete you complete your highest tier of difficulty that you've completed thus far mm. and it like automatically either just I don't you know, know that's passively fine. applies that to you. That's fine, like, because it is kind of arbitrary. It is yeah, kind of like yeah. arbitrary making you have to have ascended gear and also just monetarily buy infusions, essentially. Okay. So, so yeah, as long as there's still that system where you could only do 
a certain level fractal if you've done the previous fractal. Still well, progressive, <laughs> right? Just put more yeah. rewards in, in that mode, which make it more worth doing. You know, a glider skin, a mount skin, all of these other things. And, you know, reward systems in their modes, which innate which entice people to go in and complete them you know there's the the helm yeah. and the, the throne in you know in raids there's there's this is one system that we've talked about before where they really need to just give better rewards so people farm stuff more like you know like i mean for that reason rather than an infusion um <laughs> they could, I agree they with... could have a reward oh sorry go on. Oh, no, you can go oh, nice. go oh, thank Bye. you <laughs> So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No fight. They could have a, no fight. I bite. Be warned. No fight, no, I bite. I like that. <laughs> um, That's cheating. They could have a reward track system whereby when you have, so at the moment there's four tiers and you have to like complete mm. them all and your fractal number goes up. And so they could have like reward tiers so that when you get to the end of that, they gift you a set of armor that allows yeah. you to progress into the next one. And then once you've completed that with certain achievements, they like to do their collection reward things. They could make it fun. Send people out into the world for doing nice, a bit of exploration into the lore. And, and, they, and then there is actually an incentive for people to actually go in because you get your ascended armor and your infusions at the end of it when you get to your CM100 track, you know? Um, that, that, that's my thoughts anyway. I would I... say, do you guys know where it all comes from, where the idea of Agony Resist comes from and where they got it from and no, why they have it? Through, you know. Like the Realm of Torment, I imagine. It was in the original bad. game. When we had to face the Massat, the Massat do agony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to go to the seer it, to go and get, get an infusion. Ascended. Yes, exactly. Oh, you so get closer like to the stars. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but you that. have to literally go to like this old seer type person who is one of the original um, inhabitants who blesses your armor. And it's a really cool quest line in the original game. But I, I just remember trying so to do guys it without. Know the the infusion oh without the being ascended of course it was i don't think i read a lot of the text of the of story back did. in guild of <laughs> so i was just like i'm supposed to be doing this but it's not letting what's going on it's really difficult this That's is really, really unusual really for really rpg players to not read the story weird yeah. <laughs> i read all the story i, I read everything do. i love all story, the text you play final fantasy this, 14 <laughs> you have to that's the content I story, <laughs> speaking of story this fractal story is the first fractal story uh written uh as the lead writer of uh by kent benson yeah oh is it i did see that on twitter oh, oh yeah that's right that's yeah. true that's cool congrats to kent Congrats, yes, congrats. Yeah. Awesome yeah okay. i am excited for this one i mean i think that also kind of nicely transitions us to talking a little bit about how they discussed this fractal as well so we have already referenced it a few times but there was a blog post where they discussed you know the future of fractals in a sense where we had them touch at least a bit on some of the feedback that they had taken from sunqua and what players were looking for. And we've talked about it a little bit, but I think the balance between story as well as farmability, replayability, and expediency of, you know, going straight to the action. I personally loved Sunqua, but it does have a lot of little RP breaks. 
in any community, in any game. We even see this in, I mean, any kind of speed competition or anything for Dungeons or Mythic Plus or whatever it is in other MMOs. People will always get frustrated if there are kind of mandatory stalls. If you have to run something over and over and every time you can't skip this bit of dialogue or having to wait for the character to walk across the map and unlock a thing and do it, right? It's something that slows the process down. So they did say with this one that there will still be story. The story is something that you can absolutely engage with and that will be there in context, but that they wanted to focus a lot on the actual flow of the action and gameplay. And I guess I'm curious... For all of you, if you have thoughts on what that will mean for us, like, are there, you know, points of action in various fractals before this that you have felt like this was a really good example of what I hope it'll be like? Or do you think it's mostly mm. just going to be that they've cut back a lot on those it, mandatory moments? I think it harkens back to Guild Wars uh, core game when you had a lot of cutscenes that were two people talking to each other. And then they, after after a core game was done, they transitioned to physical, in the physical world, mm. characters were talking to each other. But the, the drawback of that was you no longer had the skip button. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I, I have a feeling that it's going to be, you're going you're gonna to have our more, our newer version of storytelling in which it's more immersive, Pacing, more in right? the game. Yeah. But... Maybe we'll have a skip button. ESO does it really well. They do the when you go into spaces, they have like a different space, which is almost so you can't access it. So when you're running through, you can hear and see what's going off in the distance, for example. Or there'll be a gate, uh, a long gate that you can't get through, and you'll just see the enemies kind of conversing and talking, or you see something going on, like something being created or destroyed or or whatever. So it's actually happening as you're fighting and moving through. So the pace of the dungeon and the gameplay doesn't alter. And what they do is they tell a story that way or you're someone's talking to you as you go through and they're reacting like your companions or whatever so they do it in the way and actually guild wars 2 started to do that um i think from the latest season before end of dragons they start to do that more in the instance content rather than stopping all the time thinking about you know when the, the sniper kill on what's his name in the cave was kind of interesting way of doing that mm. um Okay, let's let's push on. I'm actually really like surprised that we got to chat that much about fractals. At first I was like, um, is this gonna be a side point? Oh actually I don't know how how we're gonna go into it. Give this. us any topic topic we'll talk about it for longer That's than true. That's actually, can I can I just ask Absolutely. just hang us on this topic for one more second? Sure. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is gonna be the big bad of the fractal? Who do you oh, think is gonna be the interesting? Well, who do you think is gonna be? I'm I'm, I'm hoping for Abaddon mm -hmm. because oh, we really? were missing the Abaddon fractal from back when we did the uh, the vote with <laughs> Ar and... mm. I mean, <laughs> it's possible, but I, it's weird. Like I don't think they would have done a fractal in the Jade Sea for Abaddon back in the day. Like it's a, it's not a carryover. I don't think it would be new, right? So, no, yeah, it's a it would be a new thing because so. The, these are all allies of Abaddon. These are kind of the, right. the, the underlying forces that were trying to assist him to regain his power after he was basically usurped in a similar kind of capacity to Balthazar. And we saw that Balthazar, even in un... I don't know how to put this. Depowered. <laughs> That's, um, Defroned. You know, 
in, made impotent, he was still there. He still had some innate power. And I, I know that they say, oh, well, Kumia took all his power, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I feel because they've got the six eyes. Mm -hmm. They've got the six eyes of Abaddon, all these creatures that we're seeing, they're interacting with, they have this. And I'm, I think he's an amazing character. He's a very interesting, deep character. He's a Prometheus type character, although he has a darker side. Um, and I think he would make an interesting protagonist. Of course, there's, there's Menzies as well. But I, I would, I would certainly really enjoyed our interactions with Balthazar. There was a, a Twitter post saying, "What did you love most about the story? Any of the story?" And a lot of people put what happened with Aurene because it was so emotive. Mm. But I really liked how very annoyed I was with Balthazar as he played <laughs> with us before he killed us. You know, it was like he was like a cat playing with its dinner. Yeah, I think I and, think Abaddon. Okay, sorry, you continue before I... I no, no, but I, I, I liked the dynamic that we were completely outmatched and he yeah. knew it. And I liked that like moment of humility that we don't get a lot because we're always super shiny, spanky pants and we go around and we just murder everything. And I liked the fact that he like stopped us in our tracks and like slapped pants? us about. <laughs> spanky <laughs> pants, yes, yeah. I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Words think... and things. You just spank, spank their pants like when they're off? Like they're just pants themselves i think Let's just you... pretend that i didn't say it i need to know now i'm just confused you can tell me later i like your idea but i think abaddon is too high level for a fractal well i was going to ask fractal. that actually i was going to yeah. say do, are they still in that area where they could do they deserve their yeah. own expansion like, but like also the, the six eyes yeah. thing the, the all basically all of their descendants are like yes the um, the demons that we see these days are six eyes but all marganites had six eyes marganites like, all, are all, what are they can you explain they're the followers basically well, of abaddon and yeah uh, you, okay. actually four next please explain this way better than i could yeah they they're they were exactly as he said. They were they they were his followers. They were um, nice. ocean dwellers as well. And when the desert was made, when they, when they stripped him of his power, they basically he took them into the, his um, his realm. Um, it's there's a huge. I did I made a huge law video about it. He's a fascinating character. Mm -hmm. But I mean, maybe maybe we won't get the full reveal. But maybe we'll get a bit of what's thigh, a video called? You know, a little bit of a little bit of teaser. Oh my god. Um, it's probably <laughs> Abaddon. Get it, get spanky it, get pants. It, it. Yeah. Spanky pants the video. Yeah. <laughs> so no, yeah, I, I think I, I think Abaddon's a little bit too high level. I think maybe something a little lower, but you know, in the same realm as I mean, Abaddon. they could yeah. use it as a reveal-ish moment, right? Where we That's get something true. that seems to more definitively indicate Abaddon, where even if it is a Marganite or it's some kind of other follower. I mean, with the deep sea themes, with the demonic themes, Abaddon is a great cross section for that. And, you know, we've heard for ages, we've heard Abaddon tossed around as we started to get these reveals. We've recently heard Menzies as well, who was um, Balthazar's brother. And I mean, I think it's very possible that both could be involved in whatever is ahead if they want to focus some kind of story on demons or if they want to also tie in the request that much of the community has had for more of the human gods, right? Having this kind of um, a human god uh, or a banished god crawls up from the depths to try and reclaim something. 
that could give us a great sort of bridge of the gap between both these demonic forces, these other elements in the world world and themes that we've been having, as well as, uh, you know, bringing in some of that human god element where we learn more about how exactly their deification works and how that power and energy that they inherit or, uh, inherit or consume works and how this gap in the pantheon has affected things with Balthazar's death and what the gods are doing now that mm -hmm. the dragon issue has been resolved, right? So there's a lot they could explore there, and I feel like they could use this dungeon to herald that. I've heard people say that if they think it's set in the past, they might we might finally actually see Konexai, because I know you were also thinking about that early on, Fornax, that that's an entity we know that's demonically affiliated down below. But yeah. I kind of hope that they use it to give us a little something, whether that's a peek at Abaddon or it's, you know, something that's giving us some momentum into the next the, the new expansion. I just thought of something interesting. The six eyes thing. Uh, I think it's starting to tie together a little bit well, actually. Um, sure. This, so six eyes have all the demons. The void, I feel, is very related to demons these days, right? And the void is um, is a conglomeration of all the magics, basically, and because of that, it it starts to turn bad. Um, Isn't everything and... nothing as well, or something? Yeah, sure. Oh, I kind of think of that. <laughs> I think it's from the Greek gods. I think it's from their idea that everything spawned from chaos. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But I was just thinking six eyes, six gods, six dragons. Uh, the, the demons are spawned and the void is spawned from a, a, a you know, the, the six of them all together. I don't know. It... it it means nothing, but I'm saying it. <laughs> no, I think it means something. I think it means something. Thank you. I'm here thank to support you. you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Just support. Flash it out support. And come back to us. I mean, it, let, let's let's. Does anyone want to say anything else about? It? I mean, I think you know it's a good point. I mean, obviously, Arunet had the idea that the Abaddon was going to be in the fractal, which is what your original point was, Boots. Which so I think you know saying that is you know well founded because they actually did that but maybe maybe it's fate maybe like you know it just wasn't meant to be and they're gonna actually have their own expansion i think that would be really cool especially with where they're going now i think it's definitely a possibility right they don't have to be it doesn't have to be world changing world ending lots of mmorpgs have started doing that you know elder scrolls did a very political yeah. thing just you know, the trailer looks the trailer just looks kind of like a, a few adventures going on sort of like a heist mission kind of situation, you know? Like oh, they're going down there kind of like uh, Indiana Jones kind of kind Ex of deal. Exploration mostly. Maybe, exploration, but... but like for the purpose, it looks like. It looks like they're trying to get some sort of treasure. But Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just want them to... I want... Well, I... The, the daddy I want a pony I want Abaddon mm -hmm. to come back and I want us to lead us into the mist first of all I think that um, I think that the Lagos should be his Marganite followers that we didn't realise and they've been worshipping yeah. under the ocean forever mm -hmm. um, that would be nice and that would be a lovely way to get them into the story and then I would like them to take us to the human world where we can explore what the threat that drove them from their world that's what I that's what oh, I that want. would that's, be sick I would love that. Yeah, that's what I, would, that would, I would like that. Yeah, I still really want Daddy, that, that information and that lore and that, that story. Because we forget about that. I, I do, because I forget things. But, like, you know, I think everyone does. I think there's a lot of people that don't know about that. There's so much potential with the, like, expansions coming out more 
often to really just visit more like of what we don't know which is which is always interesting and the fractals like you say they are a beautiful place to do that because you they just that is fractals are there actually for the honestly for reading that the whole game is their playground because they do it all the time yeah. but but fractals are even more so that's that place where they just let loose and they really just go wild with their imagination because yeah, you could tell any story you want from any time interior so you could just do whatever you want and it doesn't have to be even like in this the this universe which is what kind yeah. of fornax was saying earlier so you could have an abandoned fractal which isn't relevant at all to what but it does seem that recently they have been like with Sankwa Peak, for example, True. been True. putting in fractals that are related to something coming up. So, mm. <laughs> Kalaris and, and the, and the night That's and true. the nightmare one, right? Yeah. The nightmare, nightmare one was one, very yeah. related to the yeah. story. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I've been okay. showing so, four maxes. No, no, you. no. Absolutely. I showed your video in the background as well. So if you do want to watch that video, uh, go to their channel because. You are ridiculous, uh, by the way, with your editing and the visuals I you know. use. Um, mm. This is really good, and I am going to save this so I can watch it later. <laughs> so, that's, thank that's you Evan, for that. uh, Yeah, it's okay. Good, thank you. Take the compliment. You have no choice. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. You are very welcome. I mean, we, we must support and uplift our friends. Um, roadmaps uh summer expansion okay we didn't really get an opportunity to talk about this much we kind of did no. it on the other podcasts and we were like no, they were like the summer expansion we just kind of mentioned it no actually you we said, just did you it you said we'll talk about it at the end of the show and then i said i don't think we will talk about it at the end of the show we should talk about actually, it now and then you true. said no 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 leave it to the end I of the show we talked about it at the beginning <laughs> we would have never gotten to the balance so yeah that's yeah. why that's why These it was you are quite behemoths of topics both I mean, balance and an expansion. yes that was Kruf. Kruf was the logic Kruf was the the driver of of sanity in that episode which is I, which happens very rarely but yeah, it happens. Yeah, very, 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 i'm questioning rare. even saying that but, you know. i have to say that i'm <laughs> I'm very glad that Jebro forgot to circle back to it or that you ran out of time because now it means that I get to talk expansion with all of you and I was so exactly. sad I was going to have to miss that episode. Yeah, so It was very balance oriented, but the balance is relevant as well because it's going to be something I wanted to point pick up. It's, we're not going to talk about everything because we have already been going for about 45 minutes and that's not going to be the longest podcast in the world today, but we still got a fair bit to talk about. Expansion. So, so yeah, let's start with what we know about the expansion. No, no, I've got... I've got I've got You've I've got, got an order, okay? I've hey, got a document. The show notes. I did. Usually, did you get a number did. three with cheese and a large didn't tree? I, do that? <laughs> I oh, did. My order. Where? Where? Show me your show notes. In the only chat we have, yeah. oh, it's look at that. there. It's right there. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the literally thing. the last thing. <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay, okay, maybe I'll look at that. Okay, good. <laughs> so what I want to do first of all is talk about our release date because Rook was talking about this as well before we came on. And they made a very good point. We are, they say it's a summer expansion. Summer had just begun officially a couple of days ago, you know, solstice, all that kind of fun stuff. If you witness solstice, happy solstice and all the things, it was beautiful. Um, we're there already. So we've got three months, okay? But that is an announcement, promotion, marketing, and build up in three months already. If they play it right at the end of, you know, summer. Thoughts on I, I also want to get one thing out of everyone also in chat please start thinking about yourself 
dates i want prediction dates exactly as well mm. i would love to i'm going to write them down and see you all right i'm going to put it in this document i would love to you don't have to think about it right now you can give me by the end of the podcast i want August i want a date 28th though. 2023 you 100 percent on that Yes, because it was the release date of Guild Wars 2. Oh, I like that. And it's the single, single, it's a symbol of change as well. I actually really like that. Maybe they'll change the logo because it's no longer dragon oriented. Did you say 2022? No. Is it 2023? Yes, the past. So, Kruf is August 28th. Mine Mine is September 5th. Because PAX okay. West mm -hmm. is the first weekend of September, and if they want to have some kind of big blowout expansion yeah. drop event, and we don't want to push it too late into September, we want to still Which just day? like barely squeeze it in. September 5th. 5th. Okay. 5th, because that's a Tuesday. That's when so, you think their announcement's going to be, or...? That's when I think they're going to drop it, when they release it. That's what we were talking about, or are we talking yeah, about... Yeah, release dates of the actual expansion, yes. Yeah, okay. so I'm gonna say September Ooh, 5th. Look at you two with the logic here. I'm loving it. <laughs> good stuff. Real good reason. Solid. I mean, also, yeah, PAX West. That's right. I think you're also hoping that because you're going. And I'm like, yes, same. <laughs> I want to I have something there and I want to be part of it. Please. Is it a little All bit copium? Is it a little bit copium? <laughs> yes, 110%. But I mean, it is also traditionally a time. I mean, it still blows my mind that they did a huge release event for Ice Brood Saga at PAX West. But we did <laughs> not face. have. I, mean, I love it because that's the face <laughs> I made when I found out of it when I was there. <laughs> I was like, you're there now. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I think. It's funny because awesome. at the time, I remember Jebra and I had very different opinions on this, where I was like, they are leading up to an expansion, and part of this is them leading up to hype of the expansion. Mm -hmm. And Jebro at the time, along with Roy, were both saying, you know, no, I'm pretty sure this is not an expansion, and this means that they aren't going to be doing expansions from here on out. It's going to be this new format. And now here we are, like, mm -hmm. you know, down the road, and we did get both an expansion and a new format of expansions that theoretically something like that Icebird Saga could have been heralding with the event if they had at the time thought, oh, maybe we'll do something like the ESO expansion model, right? So kind of both things came true wildly enough within the handful of years following. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just, for me personally, I think that the hype of an in-person event and actually getting people, you know, to a venue, getting creators there. Like we've all seen recently with Final Fantasy 16, how all of these in-person shenanigans they've been doing with the Tower of London and the LA debut and all this kind of stuff. Like True. it's something that oftentimes does bring a lot of energy and attention to the game. And ESO almost always has some kind of live, you know, creator kickoffy kind January, of thing. Yeah. Every um, single year. Yeah. So, so I don't know if they'll do it because Guild Wars Two kind of bucks the trend sometimes, and mm. it would—it's very possible they just do more live stream stuff like they did for End of Dragons, and they release it earlier. But it seems to me like PAX West is in their home city. It's an event that historically they've done a lot at, so I'm kind of like, maybe PAX West. Maybe they'll wait for the full release until that, or maybe they'll do a celebration post release. I don't know. Four nights and boots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you reckon? Not Scoobies. 
Not a Scoobies. No idea. That's no idea. Not a prediction. I, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I can't make a prediction. I, I think that I, I, th I think Kroof and Rook made the perfect predictions. Both have a reasonable. If they're wrong, logical... you could be right though. This is the whole point. <laughs> There's I'm a lot like... of days left. Okay, we need to cover three more. <laughs> the honestly, very least. Honestly, I've got no horse in this race. As long as they release it before the end of the year, I'll be happy. True. That's cheating. <laughs> Give me a rough I'm date. A basic. Go on. I'm a, no. I'm a basic bug. No, you're not. You are bug, not basic. Um, <laughs> Just give me a day. Think about last, it. What is the last day of summer? What is the exact last uh, day of September summer? What's the last Tuesday of there summer? There you go, then. What, so I will predict that that will be... Yeah, that that's the last official day of summer, so it must be out before then. So that 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 is the the last day they can possibly do it for. Oh, and miss all the wonderful this, stuff. Like the Price is Right strategy. Just... Oh god, yeah. Beginning, yeah. yeah, it does say beginning summer 2023, so it has to be yeah. before September 21st. Mm -hmm. I said yeah. for next September 21st, 2023. Quote: Not got a horse in this race because <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back to that. <laughs> Um, I say uh, September 8th. September the 8th. Ooh. Is that no. on PAX? I can't remember the date of PAX West. I haven't bought tickets for that. I need to do that. Oops. The last day of PAX West, or at least the last day I have it marked in my calendar, is September 5th. So that would give them a couple ah. days after. Okay. There you go. And it's a Friday. Okay. I'm writing this down. I know nothing about marketing, so I have I'm I'm learning everything right now. This is amazing. You're not the only one. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> a little bit of a, a cheeky comment. Um okay. So the problem with Friday is the, the good thing about Friday is it it's good for the consumer. They get to start playing it over the weekend. Yeah, but the bad true. thing is that Which it's bad for the devs if there's if there's uh, Yeah, Friday relaunches expansions is is that something that happens often? Didn't they release yeah. End of Dragons on a Friday? Maybe. Am I forgetting? Hold I on. I feel like they see. did release one of their expansions kind of like on. Something That's was on Friday. Heart of Thorns was during the week because I had to get up for school the next day. So it was End of that. Dragons. End of Dragons was a Tuesday. Path of Fire oh, was Monday. also a Tuesday, I think. Yes. Okay. End of Dragons, I don't remember actually. It was 20. Oh no, it was the 28th. It was a Tuesday. Oh, so it so they, is they Tuesdays. seem to stick to Tuesdays. Like oh, yes. So then I guess that's Tuesday's it child has far to go. I thought you said farted. It's... I was like, <laughs> no, what? No, it's the Monday's child is. <laughs> Tuesday's child Monday, Tuesday, is fine. That's which I'm just book gonna is shut up now. <laughs> My favorite thing about that exchange was Jeffro just going, "I thought you said farted," and then Fordex immediately going, "What?" No. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So I'm. That when helps. do you think it's gonna be, Jabro? <laughs> I I I have a sneaking suspicion that they're actually gonna use Pax West as a advertisement for the expansion when it's out. I don't want no. it to be that, but because Heart be. of Thorns, I can't remember if it came. Did Heart, Heart Thorns come out after was... Pax East? It was Heart before. Or no, it came out after before. PAX. They did all their marketing after at the PAX. conventions and then they released it. Right, because they had the meta, they had the beta oh, playthrough. Didn't they? They did have a beta playthrough at the at PAX as well, actually. That's what they at, did. Yeah, That's they had a beta play playthrough at PAX East and then 
released it, I believe, at PAX South. They said, by the way, it's out yeah. now. Carter Forms was the literal best marketing of Guild Wars 2 ever. They had the World Tournament Series PvP competitive event at, the, at PAX East as well, and they shared a stage with Halo, which is sick. And then, like, so I was shoutcasting that, and then, like, Boots and other people were, like, talking on the stage in this massive guild wars 2 booth that had like so it was cool right but it's, do you remember yeah it was really it cool. was so it was really good cool. and like the in they had the game you could play it was a huge booth it was really big i was I the most say... gripped by guild wars 2 during the heart of thorns era not yeah. only from like the actual mm. studio but also the content creation in that era Ugh. was on another level it was the so content good. creators ooh. It honestly inspired me even more so just to start making like random gameplay videos just to like start to slowly ease into it because I was like, oh, this is great. This looks like fun. Not only is this like a really cool game, but this entire community seems really awesome. And that yeah. it was just I don't know. It's like lightning in a bottle. I don't know if we'll ever actually have that same energy, but hopefully they've been shifting it they you know can see what worked well with end of dragons, mm -hmm. what maybe didn't work well, and they can start to shift that for the fourth expansion this well, time around i think they probably got to start well yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> yeah i mean that's one big thing we haven't even talked about yet so at the at the farthest out date now jepper did you want to actually toss a date out there yourself before we start talking about this next bit oh yeah or i'm yeah, gonna yeah. go M with money Tuesday. where mouth is yeah. yes no yeah i made you do one <laughs> i'm just looking at my calendar because something bugged on my pc um i'm gonna go with september the fifth right someone said fifth you said fifth damn it <laughs> i think that's i actually think you're right i think that's going to be the day i'm just going to say the week before because uh it's a tuesday 29th of no did someone say 29th of august you said 28th Chris, 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 didn't you? 29 you changed it to 29 yeah because 29th is a tuesday and i guess yeah. it's like a day after a but it's like a new age so it's like one step forward in guild Wars <laughs> tuesday whatever. do you want to change it to 29th you can if you want yeah, I mean, I told Boots. And that's like the most important person to tell. So, so. you yeah. do you think the 29th will change it? I'll do the week. We'll change it to the 29th. I'll do the week Tec before 28th, then. 28th, but like at 11.59. So like it rides both. So oh oh my God. Covered. I say 22nd of August. Uh, just because. Okay. Why not? Also, what time zone are we talking about? Because, you know, people yeah, live in different time point. zones. And in, so we could have the multiple podcast days covered, is not depending that on long. these answers. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, it's actually released on the, on the 30th. The next day, yeah. yeah. That's go. true. Well, so, so we could all be right, right or wrong in different ways. Some of us, I'm not all of us. Especially wrong, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it'll come out in the U.S. on, on days we expect. Yeah. I. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> as we've established, the very latest that they could release this is end of August. So August 28th, Kroof's. No, wait. No, end of, uh, end of September. Hours. End of September. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, for next is September 21st is mm -hmm. the latest date that we have estimated here. So, that really only gives us a handful of months here. And we don't have anything yet about <laughs> other than some audio <laughs> and a piece of concept art of demons, maybe? Yeah. Like oh, a there is a drawing. Sketch. It's kind yeah. of like a stick man drawing. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's it's uh powerful. powerful. By the way, I I'm kind of leaning towards Fornax's twenty uh, first nowadays because <laughs> yeah, because no one just giving us the reality of what's going on. No, yeah, but I'm, I'm there. Remember, I feel remember the same. in 
2022 yeah. when they were saying when End of Dragons is going to release this for a next huge expansion the information they gave us is it's going to release in February yes they didn't give us a date and then finally eventually it landed on February 28th mm-hmm. <laughs> the last possible mm-hmm. date in February that's a good point and they do say summer as well so like they've said summer they've given them more time rather than August so they've 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 covered themselves for three months right that's true yeah good point. I mean I think that's common somewhat mm-hmm. common practice mm-hmm. to do that's true that's fair yeah okay I predicted yeah. February 29th we've so there is there's the oh. question <laughs> you did okay nice um, I, I've put a question what will come with it we do we kind of already know but you know just talking about you know rough roughly you know how many I can't I don't think they said did they say the exact amount of months I think I, I put it down um, further in the document so I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of go through what I've written and read so I can um, oh no because I was talking about combat okay I'm going to talk about combat first that's what I'm going to talk about because I'm going to talk about elite specs because that's a big that's a hot topic for a lot of people uh, and I don't mean that shock classes or the lack of elite specs how dun, we play dun, a game the actual gameplay of the game um, so to quote a recent blog post with our next gen with our next expansion well next gen expansion you never know uh, our goal is to further augment the combat options for each profession by adding new tools to their arsenal and by lifting constraints that will unlock an unprecedented number of playstyle customization options while keeping the feel of Guild Wars 2 combat true to its origins fairy crafters are going to be very busy so this is what they're doing they're not doing elite specializations anymore if you do not know what elite yeah. specializations are that's a new line uh, where you can basically basically it changes your class into potentially a support a more dps oriented character or it gives you more options with boons and it gives you a new weapon to use and lots of new mechanics which is very fun but they're not doing that in this expansion it's the first time and all the expansions they've done and but what are they doing instead and we did talk a little bit about this during the balance patch right so we are going to re-talk about that so we can bring Brooke back in on this with their thoughts as well we had some thoughts some of the thoughts were i remember we said you know potentially unlocking you know i think there were some wild ones and we were also like erring on the side of ooh, elite specializations with other elite specializations but like you know the impossibility of that um but also you know what else could that mean like just go wild peeps like what what does what is it where is it um unprecedented number of playstyle customization options like for example what does that mean like interpret what's going on i still am in my firm stance of they will just decouple the weapon and elite specialization connection to where you'll just have access to all the weapons because that in in a way it does create an unprecedented number of build options because weapons in guild wars 2 are often formed with a role in mind so Good. they'll take like a staff on guardian and that will be its like support weapon mm-hmm. and if that was say tied to one elite specialization it would limit the way that you could use it and to the extent that you could use it but if you decouple it from the elite specialization system and just have 
you know, you could pick whatever weapon you wanted at any given time, you could have a lot more flexibility with uh, the type of role that you're playing and you're going for. I hope you're right, because I want to use my shield and my scrapper so bad. Like, I, yeah. you don't, like yeah. because if I want to play support scrapper, like, I'm using hammer and I'm like, yeah, but I want to offer protection with my shield. Like, but what, what's the option? I've got a pistol? Like, that doesn't make no sense. Like, it's weird. <laughs> Like, yeah, absolutely. I, ah, anyone else? Love it. Agreement? Do um, we think that's going to be, also you can agree or disagree with each other? You know? I, I would love that, but mm -hmm. I think they're going to bring back secondary professions. <gasps> oh, oh, my oh going okay. hard here. Okay, <laughs> okay. the hopium now? Yeah, yeah. Right. Tell us more. <laughs> oh, that's a big hand. <laughs> I don't know we all just went, oh, my God. Go on. So in the so they're going back to their roots. In their the original game, there was a primary profession and a secondary profession. So you could select a warrior and you could be a monk. So you'd make yourself a paladin. You could mm. be a necromancer and you could be a, a a ritualist and you can put you can mix and match, which was one of the best things and probably for them for balance the worst things about the original game. You could literally build however the hell you wanted. It was amazing. Um, also, going back to the whole, like, uh, Boots special of capture runes, going back mm. and going out and special characters that you, you that grab cool. skills off. That that I was like awesome. That. I really loved that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I would just love to see that. I would love to for players to be able to have access to the whole spectrum and that would completely free up the game like you, you'd have to lock it down a bit because holy shirt balls but if you could get access to one line of somebody else's build what could you do with that yeah or maybe you get a, a maybe we have four lines of build rather than three or maybe they extend the builds out to have another tier past what we've got already so you've got you know there's so many ways that they could do this but i would love to see secondary professions come back in i think that the theory crafting would just be bonkers although i i i pray for the devs who have to balance that's yeah, what i'm saying that'd be insane yeah yeah, I love both of these ideas, and I'm super on board with either of them if they want to implement. I mean, I'm just thinking of wild, ridiculous things that they could do, so, you know, bear with me. I I think, you know, building off of the unlocking all weapons that are available for your class, just making more weapons available to classes is something we've talked about before that's pretty much a no-brainer, so that more classes get to use certain weapons they didn't have access to previously. Um, something that just struck me right now that could be a wild possibility would be what if your skills on the right hand side also had a flip so you had everyone's your... a revenant <laughs> yeah you had your your like main hand offhand kind of cycle of abilities but you could spec more on that side and then like flip between them um so that you could switch that bar just like you can switch your usage with your weapons um i mean there, there's so many options. We noodled some of them before in how they could do this or how they could keep giving you customization options overall. But I mean, I think for me, the ones I'm mostly thinking are that they're going to unlock weapons in some capacity yeah. that and and or if they go really buck wild, we'll have something like the secondary. Now, is this the greatest time to do it while they're also deeply trying to tackle a lot of other balance issues like to me, it feels like this is something they would want to do a couple X-Packs down the line if they were going to give us that secondary, you know, secondary class. 
once they kind of have things in a better place overall that they feel with how classes generally are now mm-hmm. but i mean it's it's totally possible it's totally possible um are we, are we also I, yeah. not thinking about other options as well? Boots has got a hand which is doing this, which I suggest something. Oh, yeah, well, I could talk, I guess. Um. <laughs> I thought you had a suggestion. Sorry, oh. Rook, Rook, thank you for your thoughts there as well. Yeah, go ahead, Rook. No, I'm just saying thank you for their thoughts, that's all. Oh, you're saying thank so you. So the, oh. I put like me. a cap. Deborah's like, and you're done, Rook. It's no, 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 that's not what I'm saying, <laughs> because I said thank you to everyone and else. And scene. Thank you. What? And <laughs> end it. Right. <laughs> Uh, right. So I think Fornax's suggestion is like, in an ideal world with an infinite budget for balance, I would love to have see us get, you know, one trait line from other class. I would love that. that would oh, be so you can great. go for unicorns and ponies, whatever you want. Like I don't yeah, care no, but, if it's doable. So, Say what you want. So the so like, the fun things are that the fun things are that the fun things are. Um, mm. A, a new elite specialization that's available to every class. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah The yeah. fun things are, yeah. Wait, sorry, can you repeat card. what you just said? I just looked at chat and my attention went away. A for new a elite specialization that's av- that's that's generic and available to every class. Mm, um, yeah, love it. A new, I think uh, that would be dead in the water. I know, oh, he's so, so that's he's saying, so, that's he's, saying, he's saying the unicorn <laughs> stuff. He's saying the unicorn stuff. I'm saying these are like the, yes. and that, the crazy, And that's an undead horse that, to me. Oh, not a unicorn. it's still there. It's an undead so unicorn. That can be cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that's okay. Let, let me make a little <laughs> argument for it. If you added explosions. Sorry. Which is that there are, in like ESO, for example, these Mm. additional skill lines and abilities that you can acquire that you can use in any and all builds of any and all classes. So, like, you can train up the Fighters Guild, you can become a werewolf or a vampire, you can get the Sigic Order ability line. Sigic Order is great, yeah. Yeah, and maybe it's a core line, not an elite spec. So you can use it with your elite Or it could be a mastery that is more in-depth, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could be yeah. it could be a set of new abilities that you can work into your build. You know, like like where mm. it, it is something that can complement or you know like could be mm. put into all classes. So like I think there's a way to make it happen. Would yeah. it be as neatly tailored? No, but could it maybe offer some more? Yeah, uh, and obviously for out? some classes it would be better than for others. And I think so. That's that's another crazy suggestion. Another crazy suggestion is that yeah, the unlock the rune that where you go to bosses in the world and you fight bosses and you take the skills from them but they're elite skills from different classes than yours and you could use elite skills from different classes than yours in that case these are all great fun things that could happen some more so than others but i think the most realistic (laughs) thing that's gonna happen is because the two things they say is our goal is to further augment the combat options for each profession by adding one new tools to their arsenal and Mm. two lifting constraints those are two different things the lifting constraints thing i think is giving people uh giving people access to the weapons of their elite specs Mm -hmm. whether or not they're using the elite specs and the new tools i think might just be a a few new um uh utility skills and maybe an elite elite skill or two i have a thought as well for this i think i i've something i think i i love that boots yeah i really i like the idea of like re, we've talked a lot about revisiting the old game and some of this stuff so that idea of stealing those skills away from people and being able to use them maybe maybe for everyone could be quite cool in pvp they just have to be available right um 
But I was thinking, because, you know, going off of what Kriv said about unlocking the weapons, but just adding weapons to classes instead of assigning weapons via elite spec. So even if you just add a weapon potentially for, you you know, yeah. you add a mace for all the classes that don't have a mace, for example, and all we weapons that, you know, but they don't have a weapon right now, but for a bunch of classes at the same time and then they worked in tandem with the unlocking of the weapon i think could Maybe. be very cool or they just add you know everyone gets the war axe which we've been which is a brand new weapon that everyone's been wanting to have for so long and you just get skills you don't get an elite spec um again a lot of work and balance a lot of work on trait design and, and changing but they're working on reducing if you remember now they are taking out of the traits though they've started to take all the weapon cooldowns out of the trait lines as well so they're actually removing all of that so yeah, that maybe, could maybe actually the work constraints is oh no that doesn't make any sense no, it does. So I, was gonna, it does. I was gonna i was it gonna does. it's something nothing something different i was gonna oh, okay. say maybe the lifting constraints is uh making it so that your underwater weapons can be used out of underwater oh, i mean but why not people because want that i know yes you That's want that not but it's not it's not just but it's not just lifting constraints. You'd have to completely redesign all the skills. Hmm. But that's just adding a yeah. weapon, though, right? New you, tools. Yeah. You're just adding that would fall into the that. category of new tools. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think from an expansion They did it for the staff. For the staff? They did it for the... Yeah, because when they made it the staff more of an offensive weapon rather than a, a statue weapon mm. with the... Um, right. Oh, no, I'm not I saying that's impossible. I'm not saying it's okay. impossible. I'm just saying that I can't attribute it to the lifting constraints. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, you could attribute it to the new tools to yes, like you could. give you, you could. some more on land spells and abilities. Yeah. Mm, I love um, this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that I adore Rook's idea and I would have these like world masteries linked to mm. the Tyrion orders so you could have one with the mm -hmm. order of whispers if you sneaky beaky you could have one more like magical based and caster based with the priory and you could have one more with martial skills with the um the vigil that would be amazing if they haven't done that already they should totally do that and give you credit but isn't <laughs> isn't the actual description of that portion say like they're unlocking restraints while still keeping true to like the philosophy of guild wars 2 uh, unlock and unprecedented well they said uh by adding new tools to their arsenal and by lifting constraints that will unlock an unprecedented number of playstyle customizations options while keeping the feel of guild wars 2 combat true to its origins and are, are they just but are they talking about origins as in like the action like the base core of what it is and dodging and stuff or are they talking about I think they're still one or talking yeah. about, I, I guess, yeah, can define origins. It can be a bit broad. Yeah. But I don't, I think these very mm. general skill lines for everyone does kind of go against the philosophy of Guild Wars 2, where mm -hmm. people are already kind of concerned about class identity. That is true. The new At its origin, Guild Wars 2 had racial skills, and those are for every class. This is... Mm. But not every race. <laughs> but not every race. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not every thing. race. <laughs> you can get um, a little bit of a race so in there. I still think that they're going to keep many of the combat 
functions tailored to the profession that you're playing. Mm. While these more general applications of interacting with the world, that really does lie within the mastery system. I think the mastery system, because now that we've done a lot of mounts and mm. the the ways of movement have really been explored in Guild Wars 2, we could see like a rejuvenation of the mastery system to implement more of those ideas with like you know a priory line a, a vigil line a whispers line um but in terms of what this is talking about which to me it seems mostly just combat class oriented mm. i i wouldn't necessarily expect too much of that to creep into the profession system <laughs> someone someone in chat said maybe we're just getting more environmental weapons uh, <laughs> a purpose for environmental weapons also, Kruf, I like you, what you're saying there. I, yeah, I see. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm on board with you, Kruf. I, I agree with you. Even though I think these are all fun suggestions and good suggestions, I think if we're being realistic of what we're going to get in a year expansion, like our first expansion that's just going to last a year, they're not. It's not going to be something on the on the same level. But it's as not going to be. They're not, not just lasting be. a year. This is the future. This is future of the game. This is yes, game but it'll be something. Right? But this is for our first expansions, is what they're saying. They're going to do something different with their second expansion. No. Or possibly something along the same change. If it's going to be a, I don't know. I think this is going to be a huge system change. I think this is going to change, not the combat, but like, you know, the idea of what we think of. Like you said, you know, unlocking a weapon from its elite specialization is a huge change because it really locks you into like no, a no exactly right? so that's that's why i think it's realistic but also interesting yeah yeah, yeah. um okay but it's still but big. The, the more the more high concept the more like intricate things that we're discussing here mm -hmm. i think are less likely to happen but possibly likely in a future expansion when they are able to like mm. work on it and think about it that's fair. sure now, what if they were to, and I think this is not a good idea, so I just want to preface with this. <laughs> Those, these ideas don't have to be logical or based. They can be just fun and whatever you want them to be. I encourage the creativity but and curiosity. What if they made it so that when you had unlocked elite specs, you no longer had to, like, be the elite spec to use all the elite spec skills at your disposal? So, like, you are a guardian, and you have also studied the ways of Dragon Hunter and Firebrand. Mm, and not just the weapons. Yes. And so, at any time, you can use any ability from any elite spec in whatever build you're running. You mean utility? That you mean utility specifically? Also, something that I have thought about. Interesting. And I think, in a weird way, the elite specialization system is kind of like multi or like a secondary class that's kind of the way i would look at elite specs is that they were so when you would equip an elite spec it would change your class to such a degree that you almost felt like you were playing a different class but while keeping the same themes mm -hmm. and motifs of mm -hmm. that profession mm -hmm. and one reason why i think that unlocking the weapon would be more logical is because it would be slightly less pressure on the balance team but <laughs> Rook, i've also thought about like what if you could mix and match like profession mechanics you different utility types between the elite specializations oh like God. using traps like well, for guardian, using profession traps mechanics though no like i mean you could like your well, f1 utilities? you could have your spear yeah. your f2 you could have yeah. your tome your f3 oh you could have god i feel like, good the, right now <laughs> like, that's like that's the upper tier of unlocking restrictions within a class that 
they could play around with a couple ideas. Maybe they also unlock weapons and utility it, skills. I think it would be Fashion really cool. Calm down, Chris. Bloody hell. mechanics would be a little iffy on that part. I think it would be really cool. I think the one issue that you run into is things like with Harbinger, for example, and yes. the utility <laughs> skills that interact heavily with the profession mechanic itself of the Elite spec, like Blight. Like, you're going to be giving yourself Blight yeah. and not have a way to get rid of it, I guess, when you're not. <laughs> that could be a choice. <laughs> That's right. a choice, but you know, yeah. sometimes those are choices that people make. I guess, and, yeah. You know, I, I think there is room for people to create a a build well, that yeah. is very difficult to play, but can be somewhat rewarding in certain circumstances. But I don't. I, I feel like the uh, <laughs> the the Would potions. It make sense? Not really. The but... potions are not that rewarding to you. Then it becomes a, then it becomes an issue of just the balance in that moment of time within the timeline and life of yeah. this game. But like, this, how one, amazing this is another is that? one of those. I love this idea, and yeah. I hope that it could work. But it's yeah. less realistic than. Oh, I care about that, that second one, bit. I'm going with the first one, bit. I'm, I'm more on board with that idea than like a second profession from like multi-classing. Um, but the because the lead specs are kind of already like that. I also thought about that one Dark Knight rook, and I was also like, "Who that be?" And I was like, "Oh no, that'd be a lot." But also like it'd be kind of kind of interesting. Like yeah, it. I have no idea how they would actually make it work, and I don't even necessarily think that it would be ideal in many ways right because like if you want a tight gameplay experience you have to design at some point you know you have to have a constrained vision of what you are making like there have to be boundaries guidelines and rules of logic that your class follows to create a cohesive and satisfying unique yeah. concept and play style so, like, again, could you open all this stuff up and could it be utter chaos? Yes, 110%. I mean, like, absolutely it could. But would that work the best if we're already <laughs> having a lot of discussions about class identity or other issues or, like, in an MMO in particular, mm. where more of the definition of your playstyle and flow is something that has to then also work in tandem with other players? Like, no, it would just make things a big hot mess, I have no doubt. But... I mean, it is very interesting to so see what they want to do with that. So the, the upside to the, the suggestion like that is fun. It might open up a can of worms, uh, but it'll be fun when it does. The downside is that um, balance-wise, what's going to happen is there'll be combinations of skills and there'll be combinations of um, things that... that aren't currently designed for yeah. that are too strong and so they're gonna have to nerf something right and what happens is they'll nerf something that'll be a nerf to this new fancy build that's a weird combination of things but it'll over nerf something that yeah. didn't need to be nerfed the original lead spec for example or the core class mm. um mm -hmm. and so so that that that's where you get into like some really Th things that just don't work unfortunately yeah, but yeah. um yeah now hear me out for this what if and i don't know if this actually would be in alignment with the final part of that statement which is while keeping true to the original design tenets of guild wars right but what if we did get something like a universal mastery or whatever um that delineated something like a tank healing or dps role 
for something like an LFG system hey. or something like where you would have to have X thing enabled. Um, so like, for example, as a tank or whatever, I don't know, maybe it would give you some kind of aggro generation using while using your abilities, or maybe it would give you abilities that would like auto be slotted into your bar or something that would be your like taunt mm. or whatever it is that people have asked for for a while. You just need um, to literally not forget about the taunt condition in Guild Wars 2. There's only four oh. skills that have it. You, this, is, like this is the proof. This is proof needs a podcast on taunt in Guild Wars. Time. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> it like maybe no, right, I see in chat I see in chat the suggestion it adds a bunch of toughness for mm. those bosses that are like toughness baited or whatever. Yeah, um, a few of them. Like and with heals, I mean I don't know, maybe it would give you some kind of baseline heal thing or some kind of baseline support thing. Um with DPS again, I don't direct know. I don't healing, know. Direct, yeah, healing. direct healing. Oh my god. This is a great idea. Um but like mm. I think that in many ways that could perhaps solve multiple problems for them, where if they ever do want to design something like a look for group, like how do you delineate and make sure that people that are signing up for a role actually have those things without forcing mandatory policing of players, like policing one another, essentially, to like dictate what you need or don't need. Yeah. So I, it's something this, they could do. I think this was a great idea. I think the problem is, though, that this current balance patch that's coming up the 27th mm -hmm. is trying to make it so that's mm -hmm. not necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, they're adding basically all the possible roles in a, in a squad composition mm -hmm. to each class mm -hmm. when they didn't have them before yeah. so that we don't need an extra special class <laughs> to do that yeah. for it. So I think... If they didn't do that, that would have been a great idea. And I think it is a great idea. Um, but then that does also bring up, you know, the possibility of if this is a standardized thing mm -hmm. that, let's say, gives quickness or gives alacrity to everybody really easily, it in combination with some other classes might be too strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, if it yeah, is an it elite is, spec, it, if it is an elite spec, it wouldn't be because right now they don't have... Um, uh, they don't have alacrity or quickness anymore coming up on the core anymore. It's all on elite spec, so it wouldn't be. It, it would still be a trade off. So yeah, okay. I think it's still possible. I love quickness and alacrity well, has messed up so much of Guild Wars too. I hate them both. I think, all, I think they're both awful bones. I hate them. I actually really don't I love like them. them. <laughs> they're like great as like momentary just... effects, but yeah. needing them they're up ninety nine percent of your fight. It's like it's a very it's wild because like it used to be a really big ask to like create a group around those two boons and they were so strong but now mm. that they're literally on everything it's like they're just always it's it's weird it's like they're no longer of so much importance because they're just up all the time it's, it's like an all or, it's like an all or nothing game with quickness yeah. and alacrity it's like you need you either have none of it, it or you always have it up 100 percent of the time i like that you yeah. can have a like you know think about other classes or if you're thinking of wow or rift back in the day it would be like yeah i have to hit this boss with this ability to give the raid like increased dps for 30 seconds and that would be cool like i'd have to remember that rotation in with my other abilities it wasn't just like I'm pressing this to make sure I've got quickness for the next 20 seconds. Then I'm gonna make sure I press this, 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 and it's just like that's kind of your job, as well as doing some damage. That you know, but it's it's just anyway. That's a different conversation. I'm not going. I think I think I think my problem with <laughs> yeah. quickness is I love it, 
but I love it because I loved it back in the day. Yeah, and like quick downstaying and stuff like that. Yeah, all that stuff. That and, but now it, it feels like a lot of skills have been designed with quickness in mind already. So you kind yeah. of need quickness for them That's to feel true. good. Like, especially with like... Um, uh, like fire rocket charge and warhammer and, uh, on yeah. hammer and, and stuff yeah. skills. and it makes older weapons feel worse like ellie staff with certain like longer cast times on auto attacks or channels <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, <true. laughs> quickness <laughs> and you're just doing this slower animation you're like but like you used to have quickness stomping in PvP, and they got rid of that. It was yeah. so fun. It's because of quickness, oh. uh, quickness resing was a problem. Anyway, yeah, but expansion like, four yeah. might open some boxes and might close some others. Bring back quickness. At the end of the day, quickness resing and, and dancing. I loved it. I loved it. That was that also a little bit overpowered. Okay. Um, is anyone got? I mean, we can. We'll have these conversations. I just as want well to reiterate. I really like Rook's suggestion of a baseline class, just for looking for group to standardize it. And so, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to make yeah. classes to fix the game. So there'll be a class I mean, to fix the market. Like the <laughs> they well, could. They could do it within the spec system itself already by like yeah. the ones that you pick up give you base stat boosts to that like role that you're playing. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they can make it to. happen hmm. because it is something that. But, you know, I, I talk about ESO a lot because of the parallels. I think those the play styles as far as MMOs go between Guild Wars 2 and ESO are the most similar within the space, yes, right? As well as things like the MMO format. But one of the things that has been a problem in ESO is that initially they set out with the exact same mentality of we will have no traditional roles, but then they realize that it's incredibly hard to design satisfying group play combat if there aren't certain niches that players need to fill. And then they, lo and behold, started doing these like tank healer DPS roles, except that there's nothing to reinforce in ESO. What makes you a tank? So if you queue into a high level, like a vet dungeon or something, and it's one of the ones that's actually really tough and you queue up as the tank and you literally are not tanking and you have no abilities that make you a tank and you have nothing, you have no gear that makes you a tank, you can just queue and be put into it. And part of how you navigate the game is that you just kind of deal with that. But sometimes it does make certain things in very niche situations impossible to do mm. if somebody had to fulfill a role. So mm. it's, it's I've been in that group. Where I've yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. like any dungeon um, queue, though, right? You can do that in every game. You can, although, this is a, as well, like, it's, do games detect stats or anything? Well, there is yeah. one. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean mo most of their games have built in specifically the role you're fulfilling, right? So, if oh, you're that's playing... That's in the ESO, though. You can pick tank or healer or DPS. Well, no, 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 no. But what I mean is, okay. is that whatever you are playing is designed to be a tank, a healer, or a DPS. So, like, in 14, for example, if you pick a paladin and you queue into content as a paladin, you are a tank. Your skill set Oh, because that's their class set. identity you, yes, completely. Their... They can't do anything else. Or exactly. Like... It is oh. exactly that thing. And in like World of Warcraft, for example, there are ways to build, definitely, but that usually sends you down specific skill trees and things that also have some kind of specific yes. bend to them. That's the are you I a healer? Are you Final yes, Fantasy are you 14 is definitely more specific than most MMOs for sure. But like, mm. yeah, so there are lines. So if you pick like a Templar, you get three lines, and then you've got the tank line, you've got the healer line, and you've got the DPS, and sometimes they cross over. But the guild lines. The, the problem in ESO is, is that they're talking about identity as well for their classes because a lot of the powerful, 
abilities, which is kind of what we've talked about in terms of the the way that it wouldn't work maybe for Guild Wars 2 as well, is that there are really strong abilities from guilds like Fighters Guild, like um, Undaunted, which is the Dungeon Guild, um, and also the support and um, offensive trees for the World v World part of the game are too so strong that people end up having like one ability from their class and then just everything else is from like the weapon and all the guilds and then it's like well i'm an arcanist which is a new class in the game by the way and very good um but i also do everything everyone else does which is kind of weird and i'm like damn it this is <laughs> but this was such a good idea um and so they nerfed it all in the end so that's just balance mm. um it's, it's hard tough, it's hard it's with fun. Yeah, it's hard with ESO too because it's coming from the Elder Scrolls franchise where the idea yeah. of you pick up and make whatever you want and that is whatever the hell you have become is what you are in that game, you know, right? Interesting. But it's also an MMO. So mm. class identity is a part of MMORPG landscapes. Um, whether or not the history of the game is something mm. like Elder Scrolls where you have so much freedom to just kind of pick things up and level them, grab a two-handed, level that... So I honestly think ESO does an, a really good job of creating a sense of it within the confines of an MMO, but it runs into some of these issues, right, where um, if there are no delineating factors or if skill trees or classes themselves aren't designed around it, then how do you determine that somebody has the baseline to fulfill the role they are queuing for if you're making content with that? So that's where I think something like this tank healer DPS would at least give a baseline <laughs> so that if people were coming in um it would give you something for group content at least that would be a baseline but again would that go yeah. against the kind of innate organic um mechanical design philosophies that guild wars 2 set out with yes for sure but yeah i don't know it's interesting, an interesting one. i think so yeah <laughs> i mean this is what we're talking about this is why i like having these conversations because we don't have to be right or wrong it doesn't have to be like you know doable i i think just having the curiosity curiosity is something that i love about all of this which is why we do the podcast in the first place yeah we all have different ideas which are very very cool um okay i want to take a moment to clarify before sure. we move on because we, we've been talking about there isn't any looking for group element there is completely oh a looking for group <laughs> element in the game oh, but yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. driven by players so what 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 we're yes. talking about here is an auto matching system so yes. you log in you say i'm going to play support so you click the support button and someone says i'm going to play a more uh, offensive click that button i want to be the per the, the specific fight the person oh, yeah, we need the that. boss is going to hit yeah, yeah. click that button and then you queue up and we're talking about policing and and in um in 14 and in wow they also have like a gear score system so to, to make sure that the people to make sure have that the that. content that you're getting into you have the gear equivalent to actually get into it and be able to be mm. an effective player at that thing okay. which you do not need in this game because exotics will do you fine yeah. for anything outside of end game fractals i think we all though, agree that that's we need one that. less thing we all agree that we need that right lfg we're not going to go down that line people right now because we've yeah. been down that line and it would, it's <laughs> it would be essential for the game to check your gear if you would like to do an automated lfg system mm. i think mm. that should be a thing we've come so long I mean, in this phenomenon it's 2023 get the ai to do it surely 
<laughs> yeah, it would it, be something they release during one of these expansion cycles for sure. That is sort of a part oh, of the FFG, package. Yes. Okay. I'll <laughs> add that to the list of stuff that hopefully we'll want to see. Also, a quick aside about. Oh wait, what's our next topic? I'm uh, I'm gonna <laughs> read something. I'm not sure if this this next thing is something I'm gonna read, but I'm, we're just I'm just reiterating what we um, we're kind of gonna go over just. We're going to go off combat for a second. We're going to talk about general, what we think's coming. Like, you know, we know very, very kind of vaguely um, what's coming, but we put more predictions, basically, and then we'll end it, probably. Can I you start? Can, you, well, can I read the things? Is that no. right? No. No. Okay. Just let me start. <laughs> no, no, we can do can it, because it's my you show. You can start. <laughs> it's our show, but it's my You're channel. Recovering. Well, let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> let him cook. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate some things for people because these studio blog posts, they've had to reiterate things in their own blog post because there's been so much of a gap between each one and news. So some people don't actually know what's going on half the time. So I just wanted to remind people. But there was a question in one of the blog posts in the past and it said, how does the What Lies Beneath quarterly release differ from future expansion quarterly releases? Oh, yeah. Because see the relevance. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's like I've been doing podcasts for a while. Um, so there is some planning. Beginning with the fourth expansion, there will be new content updates every three to four months, following an expansion release. For context, there will be there was no new Guild Wars Two End of Dragon story content released between February twenty second and February twenty third. Sorry. February 22nd and February 23rd, February 2022 and February 2023. That would be a tight window. They did go for two weeks, but one day might be a little bit taking the piss. Largely because the team worked on an expansion up until its release, delaying new content development until a month or two later. Comparatively, the fourth expansion hasn't even been officially revealed yet. Yes, we know. And we're already making headway on its quarterly <laughs> release content, sorry. This is one of the biggest reasons we're excited about this transition. Additionally, as we laid out earlier in this blog, which is, you know, you have to go read that if you want to read it again, the fourth expansion's quarterly releases will be augmented by other types of content and feature updates that aren't included in the Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons quarterly releases. So this is the first time they're truly doing everything. They did say that End of Dragons wasn't kind of a little bit on the lines of what we're kind of thinking about in the future but not really what i want to think about is um just gonna say they're so happy to tell us that they're not talking about the game i know right like why <laughs> like, they it hasn't us? even been announced yet that's why i said that in there i was like oh that's exactly what i thought every <laughs> single time and i'm just like yes we know you don't need to reiterate that <laughs> look at that sad face that's just a really man. funny way of looking at it that i had not really thought about that's funny do you think this is gonna be anyways do you think this is going to be seasonal? Like, it's just going to be like, there's going to be summer, autumn, winter. Yeah. You know? Do you think that's yeah. what they're going to just be doing? Like, just in those yeah. seasons? I mean, that's when this, that makes the and most sense. And then you sense. can have season battle passes. I mean, PvE reward tracks. Talk about, <laughs> is that what you want to talk about? Is that what something, because we can go wild with this. I'm gonna, oh, I'm... well, I mean, that is one thing. I wanted, I wanted to start by saying, like, what I'm kind of happy about that we're not sure. getting with the expansion. Yes. We're not getting guild halls, and I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, they haven't. I mean, <laughs> they said we're getting two maps. But they might have. Do you think one of those features. maps is going to be a guild hall? Yeah, right. I mean, no, no, no. I don't think they're going to no, be doing no, it. No, 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 no. I think we're just I mean, hoping we have... for guild features. We also don't know how <laughs> they quantify guild halls. 
like we don't know if they internally would even label them in the way that would be like this is a map we're delivering to you right so like that True. might fall into the category of additional or other content i hope that they kind of confirm and that they use those resources elsewhere but the big takeaway from this that at least i got is that yeah i think just with the pacing of how usually patch cycles and things go in mmos it's probably going to have some sort of seasonal correlation because it's spread out over the year and the year has seasons in it um so i do i do think we're gonna see that um, i did say it was the obvious thing that's true no i mean it's fine <laughs> it's but but i mean I, I don't know about the exact cadence. I would roughly assume every three months. But the one thing that was really key to me is that they mentioned that, you know, compared to other things, this means that even with those quarterlies, we're going to be getting additional content we don't get now. So usually what we get, story, map, new meta, mm -hmm. perhaps some other little things with that, right? Um, perhaps new mount, perhaps new adventures, perhaps new whatever it is that kind of comes along with that map. But this is them saying definitively, we have plans for a cycle of content. We have plans that the fractal will release every year. We have plans that these strikes will release every year mm -hmm. over the course of the cycle. As opposed to in the past where it's really been kind of a huge question mark when we get some of that content so it seems like they're streamlining a very specific cadence here that is manageable for them and allows them to deliver more like across the course of a year as opposed to having to pile it all up in an expansion every indeterminate amount of years and then do whatever they're able to do in between that yeah <laughs> yeah, agreed. Great reply. Yeah, yeah. Job, I think that is an accurate um, mm -hmm. player assumption and perspective from what they've told us about like their their plans. I do. Okay, I'm gonna re reroll what they said for the for the release as well, just for give us the exact their exact wording. So the first release in the expansion cycle was the launch point for a new story arc. Okay. Bring with it two new open world maps. So that's the beginning. That's the first one. Two new maps, two strike missions from scratch, I'm assuming. New gameplay and combat features. That's in every expansion. New gameplay and combat features. So, I mean, I guess release specs along the one line could be in that if they go, yeah, new weapons, whatever we've talked about earlier, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about that. New rewards. I'm really... That's That's the one thing I'm like reward because that's not an aside that's a main feature like new rewards i know we always get new rewards and they really emphasize that a lot but i feel like the power pass thing could be coming like proof like you said like we've been we've talked oh, about yeah. a reward we've talked about this they've got the system technically in the game as well they've got reward tracks you know they can just can they not augment that for like a for a battle pass i mean if if you've played new world their battle pass system they've got some changes to do it's really good like the challenges across that it's actually challenging to complete it as well like you have to do high-end content you have to or you can be a high level crafter to do things you've got options you've got sick amount of skins you get gear in there as well it, there's it's really good it's made me log in mm. every day to do it and i'm like I'm getting my like wood cutting up to like 200, which is actually really hard to do. Like you have to dedicate a lot of time in the game to get your crafting skills up. And 
it's solid. Like it's a solid thing that's kept me logging into the game and it's made me play other content as well, like open world PVP, wars, all the different things they've got going on, dungeons, higher level mutated dungeons, which are like Mythic Plus in World of Warcraft. So there's like, it really does open up a lot of stuff for you and battle passes work the best for MMORPGs. They really do. Because there's so much you can chuck in there. It doesn't work for MOBAs that well. I know that I think Dota 2 actually is taking their battle pass out of the game, for example. It doesn't work well for MOBAs because you can only play a MOBA. That's all you do. You literally play that one thing and that's all you do. You can play different roles and hit jungle minions or whatever, but that you can't do it and then you can't do anything else. So I think I would... That is my top one, actually. Can, I want that thing badly. I, can I ask you a question? I've yes. never played a game with a battle pass. Is it like just a John, long achievement? I will get a, an example for you as well. So what it is is, it, imagine you've got like one to say a hundred levels of this thing. You complete content in the game, which levels up your battle pass. You could even think of it as leveling up your character in a different way. It's almost way. like a mastery whereby yeah, you unlock basically. different things as you... Yeah, okay, okay, and you okay, have okay. to like, pay for it in a lot of games as well. But there's also a free version which gives you basic think on recruit or... Sorry, please, sorry, well. I've just I've never went into this type of content, so... That's great. I love it. Go on, Rick. You said you were going to say anything. Oh, no, all I was going to say is that, yeah, Battle Pass is basically like, I see Boots having a concerning moment that possibly there's some big world news that's happening that we may need to address, but, um, you know, maybe not. Checking on that, maybe, not. maybe not, maybe not, you know, it's fine. Um, Wait, really? What's happening? What? I mean, Boots just says, hey, we're a little out of touch being on the podcast currently. Is there a Russian civil war starting currently? Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I just went to Twitter. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe. Uh, well, maybe. Some, uh, some fighting in Russia. But... Everything. Okay. okay. Uh, well, we'll well, see whatever. what happens there. Yeah, uh, but, no. Oh, the sorry. idea basically being that's like... Oh, gosh. Uh, the idea being that it's like a... Um, like the reward tracks in, in PvP or World versus World kind of thing, right? So it's like a passive thing or like the mastery tracks that you level up as you engage with various content. The one spot, the one part of this that is good and bad. And in a game like Guild Wars 2, I think I would have much more positive feelings with it. Yeah. Um, is that oftentimes there is an unpaid and a paid tier. Yes. So for the unpaid tier, um, typically you'll work through and you'll get whatever cosmetics, whatever kind of additional items that they'll give you. Because oftentimes they give you just some like convenience items, um, you know, experience boosters, those sorts of things. Absolutely. And then you have whatever the sort of more mainstay larger ones are at certain milestones, like an emote or um, a special cosmetic or stuff like that. Um, but okay. oftentimes, the best and nicest stuff comes from the paid version of the Battle Pass, mm -hmm. where you pay, you know, 5 to 15, I don't, I don't know what generally the range of it's rates are. about 10 are, bucks like, is standard for, like, um, some BRs, but, like, New World actually charged, I think, about $15 for them. So you're right, like, it's about 10 to 20 bucks, something like that. New Overwatch has got one as well now, which yeah. is new. So mm -hmm for every season that turns over so theoretically in this case if they were running it based off of the expansion cycle so each year in addition to paying for the expansion you would also then pay 10 to 20 dollars to unlock the paid version of the battle pass 
which would then give you the additional cosmetics and things to work towards. Now, some of the problems that some games have run into include, well, what if I pay for it, but then I don't have the time to unlock the special things I paid for because you have to put in so much time playing the game in order to achieve those things. Mm -hmm. um, that can be a big issue for players. Um, some games have kind of put a thing in where, well, if you unlocked that, you can still, even in the next season, work towards unlocking things you wanted to in the previous season or, you know, there's, there's different ways people have gotten around it but oftentimes it's just kind of like a well you're out of luck if you don't earn the rewards that you paid to try to earn um uh but it's also something where if you're charging people for an expansion um like diablo a lot of people are kind of discovering now diablo mm -hmm. 4 that they're going to have battle passes for the first time in the game and then with also this arpg seasonal reset and having to make new characters and other things that happens with it in order to get all the levels of the battle pass um, let alone having just paid 70 dollars for the full game you'll now have to get a paid tier if you want all the rewards and then you have to sink in massive hours to level your character from scratch all the way up to uh, obtain all those rewards. So it's it's an interesting system because on one hand, it oh can God. work great, like Jeb was saying, and it can mm. really incentivize you to play. It can incentivize you and friends to work towards goals together. It can give you an actual charted timeline of achievement within a game, which can be a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. And in a game like Guild Wars 2, I actually think it's pretty good because like the idea being that if they need to earn more revenue, we have always talked about an optional yeah. sub, and this would kind of operate that cover. way. So the rewards, yeah, the rewards in it, what would you, would they just be the oh, things that would normally topic. be in the gem store or what? Well, um, I think we oftentimes have skins that are exclusive to the loot boxes in Black Lion yeah. Chest. Yeah. So you're thinking those kind I of I think things. elements of those exclusive items, I think there's a siren going by, I, I don't know. But yes, I, I think that some of those more exclusive cosmetics could be filtered out of the RNG based loot boxes and into something like a reward track or a battle pass, whichever language you want to use to make yourself a little bit more comfortable talking about this system. <laughs> but on top of that, we have other things within the gem store like um, equipment expansions, build tabs, account uh, build tabs, transmutation charges, the, uh, the litany of other you know, gem store items that you could filter into a battle pass system in those smaller milestones to just uh, help, you know, gain a sense of reward while playing the game, even for a free version. Um, and then maybe those more exclusive um, rewards for, say, the, like, a quote-unquote paid version of a Guild Wars 2 battle pass would be, like, one of those 2,000 gem mount skins or those armor sets that are a little bit more expensive that you can only purchase in a gem store or an outfit, something that is a bit more of a spectacle um, to kind of have that as the capstone, well, like, final mm. reward. that's a good point, Chris, because if you've played... So I play... I, I have my issues with Blizzard, but I, I have games... I play games with clients and I let them select the game. One of them is Overwatch. It's free. It's good to... It's, good to, it's really good for team building. But they have a battle pass, and actually New World do this as well, which is very themed around the story. And the... That which is fantastic. But even in Overwatch, they've got a theme... What is it? Like Knights and Fae, like, and stuff mm -hmm. at the moment. And the skins are really good. And in New World as well, there was this like very fire-oriented season that's going on as well, where it's a new dungeon that came in, which was all about, you know, forging and that kind of stuff. And the skins were very fire-oriented, you know, amber, all this like kind of really kind of glowing armor and different things. So you could base it around it's a season pass 
around the season that we're in at the moment like the you know for each, yeah the yeah. expansion the quarterly updates that they put out three months to do mm -hmm. a battle pass is stat fairly standard in, in the industry as well in gaming and guild wars 2 they can do it so they can make it as easy or hard as you want it's guild wars 2 they'll make it pretty casual and easy you can do so much in guild wars 2 just by running around i doubt they would make it too difficult i think new worlds is too difficult but, if, but again you know it's your you can also do a battle pass as standard the whole way and if you don't pay you still get the completion but you don't get the paid tier so when you pay the money yeah. that's when you get the extra stuff so that's what i well that's what i would say to do if you ever play like battle pass systems in the game you're worried that you're not going to complete it don't pay for it just complete the freeze tiers pay for it when you've gotten the skin pay for it like pay for it whenever and then get the skins you want that is the best way to do it to save money to make sure you're doing it you know think think about these things it's yeah it's important that's a good mm -hmm. option it's a really good thing they actually i think that's fortnite who introduced the whole system originally maybe funnily enough and oh. the free free track was there as well it's actually a good idea one thing when i think about end of dragons right and the amazing gem store stuff we've had that's come out that's been canton themed since then the Absolutely. various mount skins the outfits yeah. all the different cosmetics like if i'd been given an option at the end of the expansion where it was like yeah all these things will be purchasable through the gem store so if you want to just pick up one you can mm -hmm. or if you paid for this battle pass you unlock like the vast majority of those over the course of the battle pass i probably would have grabbed that battle pass you kidding me yeah, oh, grabbed it. Oh, played it. And, like, I... and you get all that stuff as a part of that season, exactly. like, especially at the price exactly. point of Guild Wars 2's expansions. And as they've said with this new system, they're even reducing the price a little bit. I think the community, or I would hope that a community reaction to a battle pass wouldn't be as terrible as opposed to another game like Diablo 4 where it's at 70 bucks and then this this added system of cosmetics um, where oftentimes time is a big factor I, mm. I think I would be a little bit more um, accepting of that from Guild Wars 2 and another element that we know that kind of Guild Wars 2 champions itself on is being an innovator in the realm of MMOs um, and I think ArenaNet knows that Guild Wars 2 is a very casual game. If they did go the route of, if you happen to purchase this battle pass for Guild Wars 2, that you could work a, uh, work on it at any time, uh, regardless of if, mm -hmm. if it is already passed or not, if it's more of a more permanent reward track mm -hmm. feature, I think that would be very user-friendly, player-friendly, you know, focusing on the player themselves and, you know, the money that they've spent. Uh, and not just taking it away from them because, oh, the month is up. I think that would no. be really, really cool. They love evergreen content. No, I agree 100%. They love evergreen content. They really do. I think, I think yeah. this is, this could be like a, such a win for them to just put this system in. Like the money, oh. the money potential for them, like with an expansion, then like a battle pass, like, like maybe after the first quarter, like... I don't know, or yeah. or just with the with the actual expansion itself would keep people in the game for longer as well, because you wouldn't be able I guess to complete I'll put the one quick. The one caveat is, sure. I think I've never, I'm I'm a player who's never interacted with battle passes. Like I've seen them in games. Mm. I've been in, I've been playing games that had them. I never buy a battle pass. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't I, I don't really. <laughs> I don't 
like them uh and i i like the way the gem store kind of works now just being able to pick what you want i do see it as something that makes sense uh for people who like that kind of thing i think mm. that it, it could be good for the game in that respect i think it's a clever way of bundling rewards that people might not necessarily want to purchase from the gem store in with the reward that's something that people might want to purchase for more mm. money than you would otherwise mm. so it, it, you know economically it makes sense for the game i just you know i it's not for me even aside from economics i think a battle pass system depending on how it's integrated could breathe a little bit more life into guild wars 2 because of these free versions of the battle pass they could tie it into doing anything in guild wars 2 from completing dynamic events um, meta events gaining experience contributes to your free version of your battle pass completing dailies weeklies they could add monthlies um, doing pvp doing pvp tournaments playing in world versus world they could tie a free battle pass into everything you do because right now in guild wars 2 like once you've reached max level you don't get a whole lot of reward by leveling up or just doing random events because you just get xp and that just gives you a spirit shard but if i knew doing events and doing meta events would then lead me to say oh i get like a shoulder skin from this mm -hmm. this tier of the free i'd be like oh i would feel maybe a little bit more like it's incentivized to play around in guild in guild wars 2. so even aside from uh, an economic standpoint i think it would probably f make the free-to-play version feel a little bit better when i play battle passes that have a free version uh, or play games that have a free battle pass it feels a little bit more rewarding i i agree i i love i love battle passes i really enjoy them like new world literally is making me play that game like i said earlier it is smashing and like smudgerman said said is that this is which is exactly what i said earlier reward tracks are basically about passes like but yeah not as rewarding <laughs> um like you kind of have to do them for different reasons but but like yeah I, i'm not gonna hang on this for too much longer because i can um because <laughs> i love it i love talking about these kinds of systems and games and it's the it's the fun kind of inviting way to get get give players rewards that aren't about power as well so you can feel and that's what or gambling <laughs> or gambling because yeah exactly that's the yeah. thing that's really important honestly they need to start really thinking about that because those boxes and which is why i don't think i don't think a lot of games i think a lot of games start to distance themselves from that practice because there are a lot of countries where you can't use those boxes right isn't there which country is it that doesn't use the guild Wars to black iron chest i can't remember is it belgium or something i can't remember there is somewhere around there yeah it's something yeah. i don't know if it's Ge oh, Bel or germany maybe i can't belgium. remember um, belgium oh it is belgium oh sick i remembered that thank you memory big brain yeah. <laughs> but like it, it's an important legal issue it's an important you know ethical issue as well especially with gaming but like yeah, I mean, they could offer that. I think it would have to be unique. They could even chuck some black line chests in there if you want to. Like, you know, that's another option. You can get something really, really nice. I think that would be quite cool, honestly. Um, okay. Honestly, Sorry, for me, can I just say... Sure. That, I mean, the the best thing about what's... At the moment, in-game, I'm crafting a load of legendaries, and that doesn't just mean that I'm 
stood at a crafting station. I'm going out, I'm doing treasure hunts, I'm mm. playing different types of content. It's pushed me into PvP, it's pushed me into World v. World, it's mm. pushed me into doing um, higher tier fractals. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pushing myself into content that I naturally shy away from because I'm a bit of an antisocial hermit. Um, and that's not that true. That has been great. <laughs> that's I, not true. I deeply. I am deeply antisocial. You're not antisocial though. <laughs> this is this is um, the kind of argument I have with parents actually. If and people, if you ever need an argument, I've got one for you. Especially if you're a kid and you're you're in your room and they think you're just being antisocial. We're not. It's 2023. Uh, We've been very social. You literally lead true, raids true, of true. people where you're talking <laughs> to them and you're on a podcast with four or five people now. You are very social but, and you are wonderful to I talk guess, to I, and really um, like your face. So. Oh, thank yeah. you. That's very kind of you. A cartoonish avatar. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, you ruined it. That was like a really like you know wholesome moment. Oh, it made it better. It made it more yeah. like. It did make it better. It wasn't. Re it's not rated yeah. T for teen anymore though. Probably. I mean, <laughs> what I, what I what I like about this the the battle pass system that you're describing mm. um is the fact that it gets players into different content because i have really had yeah. an amazing time as like as stressed and as challenging as it is to be a druid healer in tier 4 fractals yeah. especially sunquote oh my fucking god but it's amazing when you get it right and it's amazing when your friends like rally together and they shake take you by the hand and they go this is what you've got to do this is what you to do you stand here you do this we do that and you learn mm. the mechanics and there's just something wonderful about being with your friends trying different stuff pushing your comfort zone and going into different types of content because you never know I, I have sworn off PvP for so long. Me and my three friends were in there the other night. We just smashed out 10 battles. It was hilarious and Absolutely. terrible and wonderful. And we even one of you. But it was... I never go in there, but it was just a, a great laugh. So if this kind of reward track system is introduced, as long as it gets players into, into trying different types of content, I think that it would be a win. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. as, a, as a cap to the end of that discussion. That's good stuff. It was, I just, sorry to hark on that for so long. It's just the, the, the new rewards thing really got me going. And it was just like, it's a new, it, it's not that way. <laughs> well, actually, it did, no to be shame. honest. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it really did. I, I love, well, okay. I love like these kinds of systems, which can be the, and talking about it, you know, the systems which aren't healthy and which aren't good for, you know, the, for us as human beings in the, in the world we live in, especially now. Um, okay, so I'm just going to continue with... There's one more paragraph I wanted to read. So in the following quarterly updates, we were talking about those. We'll add um, another open world map, additional story chapters, challenge modes for strike missions, uh, a new fractal dungeon, and challenge mode for that fractal dungeon. New rewards and additions to new systems introduced in that expansion. New additions, okay. Once that expansion story is complete, the next expansion starts, which we know about. So we've got two... So we've got, what did they say originally? Um, new open world maps, two. And then we get one more for each quarter. So we're getting five maps over the year. Is that right? Technically? Three. Two and then one and then one. And the, they didn't say how many expansion updates they have after the first drop okay. of the expansion. So could it be either based on the math it's and fun. them saying it should be around a year? No, they said it's either two or three, I think. It, it, it's yeah, not. Yeah, three yeah, maps, I three. think. Three. Yeah. Oh, it says two there, in, literally in the blog post. This is bringing with it two new open world Plus, maps. 
two plus oh. what happens no, it says two. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. But then it says one per extra quarter. Yeah. That is and we the don't... first release in the expansion cycle you get yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we, but then we don't know how many new releases after the first drop there are. It says, it says then. I just read it. Yeah. <laughs> it literally says it'll that. come with one new map, but that the next update after that might not introduce a new map. It might expand oh, the map. Yeesh. It might go back to another oh. map. Jorah's Marsh's style, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. So um, actually, very similar to what happened in End of Dragons, man. where we got one new map for the quarter and then the next update was just an expand i'm not going to say expansion it was it an addition it was, like it was an addition thing. of uh the map <laughs> so wait they say they add uh, what are you saying that they say i, I said that they I don't it. know i mean i, I know. the language doesn't seem in the following if quarterly updates they have they're adding a new map in each quarterly update but they don't say how many new quarterly no, no, updates no, 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 we'll no. add another world I, open world map that's what it says yes i don't believe that they're saying i think the way you're reading it is is perhaps not i, I don't know um i think I'm it's dyslexic not as well so there might be a problem but it's not that in the following <laughs> quarterly updates with each update you will get a new map oh they're it saying is... within there's there's going to be one for one all of them. There will be one new map within mm -hmm. all of the... Uh, after uh, the initial... Then after, yes, like, over the course of those quarterly updates, there will be one more map that is introduced. Yeah, so there's, yeah. that's why we've got... Hopefully we get from. a giant map. Wow, yeah. I, I <laughs> was uh, overestimating, okay. Mm. I think you were I underestimating. Don't I don't mind. No, I was saying very... you were going to get a new map for each new... Yeah. thing after the original that's what they're saying we have so many maps no they're not what they're game. that's no, not what they're what? saying they're saying <laughs> that's what wow. i read that as, though we're gonna boil it rook and i will boil it down for we got chat it. chat I'm here so we confused. go okay expansion two maps yeah we're, we're just gonna talk about open world pv expansion yeah, yeah, yeah. two maps quarterly updates throughout all the quarterly updates that we will receive one map one map we will add another singular. Oh, open that's really, world that's map. just yeah. well, that's not well written then. I don't like it. Well, we got it. <laughs> I mean, well, you well, think that nugget. But like 50% of like, not, I'm not sure how Fornax feels, but two people did it, which Fornax? is like, you Fornax? know. Fornax? Mm, what do you think? tiebreaker. I think it's true. I think it's one map now. That's, that's I mean, my... I think you're, you're probably, you're probably I just right. Think, I think they would have phrased it in the following quarterly updates, we'll add an open world map with each or something, or yeah. we'll true. add multiple maps, or we'll true, add... True, true. Um, I, it's so, again, it's not, it's not to say that there is an ambiguity there, because I completely agree there is, and I think that part of the ambiguity is that we are, once again, as much as I love Guild Wars 2, relying on a dense hunk of text in a blog post to communicate and sell the community on an entirely new expansion format. Like, yeah. if Can someone turn that into a song? Like, someone, <laughs> did, someone turn that into like, a song, put it in a tune, I don't care. Like, we need I'll this. <laughs> if we had had, like, a video presentation of this, where it says, again, we're introducing you to the future of Guild Wars 2, this is how our expansions will look from mm -hmm. here on out. And they had slideshows and bullet points, and they were going through all of this, and they were like... So, you know, that means that in the following quarterly updates, yes, you'll have one open world map to look forward to, but 
look at everything else that we're giving you. We're bringing in challenge modes for strike missions. We're bringing in a new fractal dungeon regularly. You had to wait three years for the last one, and now you'll get one every year. We're bringing Absolutely. in additional challenge modes for that, new rewards and additions to systems. Think about like the Jadebot release, and now we can expand the unique systems that we introduce and even add more for those with growth and additional uh, additional can, stuff. Rook, can I ask so, you a question about Final Fantasy XIV? Because I know World, New World does this. New World, if, you, if you've never checked out their communication with their community, it's the best MMORPG. The, the, they do it the best. They've literally got blog posts. And they've literally got dev updates nearly every week about systems, questions from the community. They answer with developers, with the game director as well, and with people from systems. Do they do that in Final Fantasy XIV now? Which I don't know. I know they have a letter that they comes out every so often, and I know people really group around that. I don't know if there's any other MMO RPGs where like they do that really well. I know New World does. I know I harp on New World a lot, but like there's a lot that's bad and wrong about that game. Believe me, in my community, you know this. Um, but like they have started to really do these things very well. Whereas Guild Wars Two is still like locked in the yeah, late 90s <laughs> like in this respect it's, and it's not as common it's not as common not as for common, things yeah. to be as proactive i mean in 14 i think 14 is one of the more proactive communicating mmo teams um we do have the live letters which happen usually for any major patch release where literally yoshida-san and somebody else sit down and they go over every single thing that you can expect they play a trailer they talk about all the new stuff coming in all that kind of things um, they do have active social media, they do their own equivalent of patch notes, blog posts kind of things, um, and sometimes they will release like smaller, more sporadic videos, but mm. those live broadcasts are usually so comprehensive and so long. Really? Uh, perhaps one of their biggest hurdles being the fact that they don't always actively translate everything from language. Japanese. So, like, there are some major events that you see, like the fan fests and things like that, because um, that's also a big part of our news cycle and information cycles. True. Every time we're waiting for a new expansion, we have three international fan fests that deliver massive amounts of information to the communities, in addition to a media tour where press outlets and content creators are brought in and do a ton of other coverage, release interviews. So we, we do see a lot of like interviews, information and other stuff coming out in between. Um, but those broadcasts are like the big major anchors. Some of them are live translated to English or other languages, but the vast majority of them are just done in Japanese, which leaves the community to translate. Um, so it, it's tough because not every company will take this much of a proactive response. I think New World had a lot of good faith to rebuild with the community Absolutely. after the disastrous mm -hmm. launch of the it's game. It's a good driver, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah so it really but that but the, it's good that it did that like you know it's really good like, i really i i actually know like you feel like you know the devs as well a little bit more and the passion they have for the game and we know that about guild wars 2 devs we see them speaking about it on twitter and you're right like that in depth blog post it's forgettable it is there's nothing in there that gives you an image that doesn't give you the curiosity. I mean, it does give us the curiosity because we're talking about it. But like, you know, it's too it's too broad. It's yeah. There isn't really those things we can click with. Give us a little bit of a teaser trailer. Give us a little bit more information about what the like, combat things. Give us some hype, you know? Give us like some, enjoy yeah. like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, but, I'm I looking know. at other, other companies, whenever Sorry. there is a major shift in the way that they are 
producing and releasing content, there usually is some type of dev chat where it'll be like a video on their YouTube and or other social medias where for like 30 minutes or however long it takes, they'll kind of lead the way through of all of the changes from like how long of a wait time are we expecting, the type of content that we're going to be expecting, the 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 shakeups with combat or any type of gameplay feature that they're they're looking to to work on mm -hmm. and especially with this though it's just so text heavy which mm -hmm. i don't mind personally because i do like to sit down and and read almost all of it mm -hmm. but i think for this one in particular it would have been nice and i hope leading up to the expansion and even yeah. the quarterly releases we will have some of these more um you know, pre-recorded video type uh, we still media. have like a full two months. Yeah, right? Before... yeah we, still, we still got, we still got time. We still got, we time. got time. We got time. We definitely got time. I, am, I mean, um, there have been cool. a lot of good things like the patch streams and stuff like that. Like again, mm -hmm. we've talked yeah. about in the past that the way mm -hmm. that they communicate, even some of the information in those, or how they lead conversation, can I think be more effective for players? But we have seen them. I think try to expand more to formats we've just had another period of silence here when we've had some really big changes and massive unique things on the horizon and now this expansion so they they really were i think pushing themselves leading up to end of dragons and we got some good content even as we you know said okay sure there's still room for various improvements in a lot of this but like yeah i mean they have to start soon because the expansion yeah. starts summer so like <laughs> There has to be something coming up. It's going to be yeah. really strange if there's not. I, I'm hopeful after this Fractor release mm -hmm. that we will start to, because this is kind of the last thing for End of Dragons. I hope after this, soon after, oh, we'll yeah, start absolutely. to kind of shift more directly yeah. into news and releasing information about what is uh, to come. We've got balance next week. Um, that's it, right? But so, so just for a, a reference, and again, you know, I like sharing examples from other games because I think, and and I'm like, and I'm not trying to crap on the like or in this like parade or anything. I don't think they're awful. <laughs> like, I just hopefully yeah. that's heard well. I I have a lot of love for this game, and I wouldn't produce content or have been involved as much as I am and as much as we all are in it if we didn't. And um, a lot of respect, which is critical. Um, and we want to have we wanted to share this with people but as an example on, on like new worlds youtube channel they've got this show called like fortune eternum like they've got pvp sections they've like four days ago they had like a whole dev video just about their new raid which is a raid they're actually inducing raid groups and their first raid boss which they're having which is like instant and they're talking about the new seasons coming up some of the art loads of stuff it's just cool information that is just this, kind of cool to see. This is the type of content, though, that I think could be a little dangerous when it becomes too frequent. I think there's a fine balance between possibly allowing the information to breathe and creating more new new content it's around though. it. Because just it's seeing varied, the day, yeah. it's a little bit different. But just seeing the days of upload for 11, two weeks, three weeks, it's very short. Where it's almost mm -hmm. acting like it's its own social media content creator, but it's a brand, yeah, it's a company, and sometimes you don't want to have so much to where it becomes a bit 
too much and you don't even know when you should watch a video when we see a live stream know. or a dev chat for guild wars 2 and i don't know i mean we can like this. it we had guild chat we had guild chat back in the day that was yeah, leading up to chat. heart of yeah, Thorns, it was nearly like every other but week that was probably. leading up into an expansion i'm it not was. sure with new world sure if but it's te- leading technically up to anything, hey hey yeah, it's technically with the new expansion format, it'll always be leading up to a new expansion. This is true. This, well, is, this true. is the but thing. This, this is the concept. Still will be, yeah. still will be some more, more spacing. Because if I were to look at a channel like this, I wouldn't really know what is the big item to click on. Because yeah. it's oh, so right. That's the homepage. There you go. You've got like the latest updates and then you've got like the official dev blogs and you've got the Fortune Eternum, which is a specific show and you've got like shorts and then you've got the history touring Eternum. Then they've got like, you know, PvP 101, PvE 101, loads of guides on the bottom, which probably should be up top more. And so it's all like, it's not just that page. It's a little bit unfair for me to show that. But like each one of these individual shows is a very different topic. And then they've got like, mm-hmm. you know, so they do a lot of law shows as well. They do, they've done one specifically on the raid. It's, I actually really love this. Like I, I literally like every week I'm like, oh, when's the next one coming? Cause I love them just hearing about their, pa- that's what I like to hear, the passion for the game and the, what they're mm-hmm. creating because that gets me involved in the game that's but it's just a personal thing right i mean crew might not might not enjoy that as much as i do and that's fair but like i think what we can agree so from just a strategy perspective that's fair i wouldn't i wouldn't want arena net to do this i would at this frequency (laughs) i definitely would because i don't i'm just worried because i don't think it would read well to a larger community if that makes sense. I think what Final yeah. Fantasy does, yeah. when I see Final Fantasy updates, I know they're big and I know there's going to be a good quantity and quality within it. Um, so I think maybe mm. that cadence might be a little bit better. Um, it's it's a very delicate balance of like it's just opinion, when to pump isn't it? Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we, we just enjoy different things and, and the information about the games we play and I just like constant information. Helps on my breaks as well. Mm. I mean, <laughs> but, so SpongeBob oh. and Chad is talking about how. Uh, oh, actually, uh, Obzi is talking about how Botter, Bog Otter has been hired yeah. uh, at ArenaNet as yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, part of marketing, right, with Ruby and stuff. And he's um, in the marketing team, marketing yeah. and something that whatever their and, names are, they call them. That. And one thing we know about Bog Otter is that he is very comfortable uh, doing that kind of a show you know, being in front of the microphone, being in front of everything. And maybe that's uh, one of the things he'll be able to bring to the Honestly, table. if he was involved in that, I would love it. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Get him involved in viewing devs. Like, just give it to me. Give me that content. I want to I want to hear from him. When, they, when they've got those blog posts, when they talk about things like the World v. World data and like, you know, the post beta thing, they've got one out now. Why don't they just do a video? Just give us the information. Like, you can still give us the information. Like, just have a chat with them. You can edit it. They literally don't have to do it live. They can just do it as an edited video. You have talent in your studio to do that. Like, it's, they could have answered all our questions story. with a Q&A at the end of it. They have yeah. Put this big blog post Absolutely. out. Put all the information out there. Open it up. Questions below. They pick the ones that they want, so it's all yeah. curated, so they don't have any wild cards in there. And, and that's then it. the people know it's simple. Instead, they go into street some streamers' channels and they talk about brand new things that we all don't know about. And then like in some Reddit, and we're like, oh, 
<laughs> that's cool. <laughs> like, you know, sure, I'm a little bit salty that maybe that's not happened here. But like, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's just the truth. Um, yeah, let's let's get some more of that content. We talk about this every single time as well. Or like, you know, I'm on the um, soapbox again. Um, we are going to pretty much end it there. Unless anyone wants to talk more about like, you know, strand missions, I think that's kind of obvious. Well, that's coming there. There's nothing really, you know. Oh, whether or not maybe we think about if it's going to be old strike missions or strike missions relevant to the story content going forward. It's, all, it's, it's the new norm. Is uh, it's going to be tied to the story you think, translated? Yeah, and, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Is there anything else there like we could think about in terms of the expansions coming? You know, Kruf mentioned a little bit about guild halls not really being something that could come. I was kind of happy about that. Um, I think until they really investigate and develop that guild system more, they should just stop doing guild halls because there's no point. Um, it's just, we don't use them really I mean, for yeah, much at all. There's a million different things that they could start adding in as features for expansions. And I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of them here before, mm. you know, anything from photo modes to instance housing to oh. any- Oh like, God, don't hurt me. Don't bring it up, I mean, <laughs> it any, any of those, Any of those systems, because they are going to, especially without having new elite specs, they're going to have to have something to bring to the table that are big selling point features for different expansions. So um, I'm sure we could even theorize and talk more about that at some point. But I mean, I think overall we've hit all of the big bullet points of like the general yeah, information yeah. we have so far, the expansion, the timeline, and the fact that, yeah, we're coming up. We have started summer officially, so we are in the season that this expansion is going to release. Indeed. I, with, with your conversation, I was like, I feel like Rook needs to go. <laughs> and then I looked at our chat and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Well, we are going to end it, yeah. We're pretty much there. Just making sure I don't want to like cut anyone else off if they've got ideas or thoughts. For next, did you have anything that you wanted to add to this before really we go? I'm sleepy. I'm really sleepy. No, um, really sleepy. I, I'm just. Yeah. I just hope that they give us. I hope that everyone gets a bit of a new expansion. I would. I I love World v World. Mm -hmm. And they haven't had a new map since Heart of Thorns. They haven't had any sort of TLC. And I know that the, the Alliance is coming up and we could have a whole podcast on the Alliances and the mess that was team chats and the and the, and the, the few problems that there were going forward uh, with this currently to the end, basically so today, right? Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I want them to try and kind of share the love. I mm -hmm. think Dory has always been privileged. And I think there are other areas of the game that need some equal TLC. So I'm just mm. hoping that, that, that yeah. there's a broad brush this time. Very well put together. I like the way you said that. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Outro time. We're all happy. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today as well. Whether or not you've been listening live or you're here as an awesome, amazing guest and friend of ours. Happy Pride again to everyone who is... Uh, everyone should be thinking about it honestly in some way or shape or form i think you know it's this is an important time especially nowadays when there's so much going on in the world please support all the people you know yeah. um i'm not gonna get on my soapbox about that as well <laughs> um if you want to know more about that come to my twitter yeah. you're um, supposed <laughs> to give away uh, a gem code can we do it uh, maybe post chat uh, have we got a mod in the chat that can do a, a cheeky giveaway for me I know, I know. 
I think we've got a cardboard. I don't know if the Maybe demo has cool. stepped away. But I want to. This is a. This is the live section. If you are watching this or listening to this elsewhere, there is not a gem code giveaway for you. I'm sorry. But it will entice <laughs> I'll you. I'll just spell it out. It, okay, it is. It, no. Six two. <laughs> no, don't do that. Good lord, that'd be awful. Hold uh, on, let me log in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come watch the show, maybe I'll I'll chuck some other giveaways and stuff in there live as well, so that you can do that in future. Um. I don't have any. I don't think anyone's awake right now. So I you will. Just... Do I have to have a PlayStation to play Final Fantasy 16? Yeah. I think you do now. Yeah. You do. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let me just. Um, uh... I was playing the demo. It's really good. Looks good. Yeah. Well, I I do want to play if it. Anyone would like amazing. to go to my Amazon wish list and buy me a PS5? It'd be great. It reminds me a little bit of The Witcher Three. Oh, the general feel of it. I'm just working out this giveaway. So while we're doing that, Kruf, tell us what you do, where you do it, and I'll do this giveaway. Hi, everyone. I like to sleep on my bed. Thanks for having me. No. <laughs> I think that was flawless. <laughs> That's yeah. what Kruf does and where he does it. You can find me on YouTube and also here on Twitch, sometimes on Omegle. Point blank period. Oh, you just, like, God. talk to strangers on Omegle. It's <laughs> kind of fun. I mean, that's the kind of chaotic energy I could see attributed to you, yes. <laughs> What's it a mago? Is that like a fruit? It's like a chat room. It's a video chat room oh, where you like cycle we'll you to strangers. Oh, yeah. Between like a, oh, dear. a watermelon and a clone. Yeah. Exclamation mark ticket one in the chat. So you can enter, please enter the giveaway. You only need one and you all get one for free. So you can all enter in the chat if you want to win now for gym code. Phonex, what do you do? Where do you do it? Hey, hey, I'm Fornax. I don't know a lot of things on the internet, apparently, but I make YouTube videos. You know many videos. things in the world of Tyria. Everybody, look out for Swan Lake. <laughs> Is that your outro? You oh get a chance to Putin, really That means that Putin's lost power, so look out for Swan Lake. There you go. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Have you ever seen I the... To toy is that the name of the japanese uh, oh god toy <laughs> <laughs> toy have you ever seen the toy version of swan lake from like the 80s no is it amazing it's so good i grew up on it it's, it's so <laughs> slow it's so slow and like calm and cute it's very nice i like it it's really yeah it's dated but it's very good <laughs> go and follow for next the Quiet Herald YouTube, <laughs> Twitch. You. Go watch things. my Wolfie Please World go and video. watch them all. Yeah, that yeah, bad video you. is looks very good. I'm actually really looking forward to that while I do my laundry. Um, uh -huh. Well, not that it takes that long, but I will not. Anyway, uh, tell us your things. <laughs> That's where we are Hello. now. I'm Rook. It's me. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> and YouTube. It's me. <laughs> R O O K U R I. You can also find me on Twitter at Rookery underscore. And when I was a kid, the word Dingleberry made me laugh so hard I cried. Boots, tell us what you do, where you do it. Giveaway going stream, exclamation mark ticket. Literally, only one person has done it and they will just win. So, you know, I don't care because right. I kind of need to go to the bathroom as well. So I'm trying to win this show. What is a dingleberry? My when you're God. older, when you're older, when you're older. When you're older, Fornax. 
Uh, Just think about Turtles. Find me at World Avengers on YouTube. I've been making adventure videos, and uh, I recommend everybody in the last four days of Dragon Bash to go do the Pinata Smash adventure because it is. If you if you get get twenty nine, twenty nine on that, a beast. I'm impressed. Boots is incredible at smashing. (laughs) I smash. Oh God! So his Rook, wife tells us. Rook, yes. that fell from your mouth. Honestly, you you are the worst person on this podcast for that. I just can't take it anymore. Dragon bashing, <laughs> I bash dragons. Obviously, I smash dragons. I'm yeah. just looking at Bad your face dragon. now. <laughs> just at your face. This is good smashing. Let boot smash. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Boots. New guys coming soon. <laughs> oh wait, Boots, you actually that with your outro, sorry. <laughs> Follow I'm Boots, World of Enders. Uh, he does uh, Minecraft videos as well. Oh, it did in the past, did sorry. I? No, in the past. <laughs> I don't know. Like 5,000 years. He did. Yeah. <laughs> when he once, was very small. Once uh, in an ancient, you can re-experience it by jumping into the Boots Minecraft fractal. <laughs> I mean, I'd play that. I'd play the hell out of that. I'm yeah. just saying. <sighs> Expansion Mark ticket in the chat if you do want to get that giveaway. If you do want to come in future to Witness Show Live, make sure you come to twitch.tv slash jebrounity. The aim is to be alive by about 1 p.m. Pacific-ish. It normally isn't, but it's around that time. So you're welcome to come and hang out with us should you want to on a Friday. We'll be back next Friday. We'll be investigating the brand new Fractal, which is coming with Guild Wars 2 next week. Please check out the rest of the podcast episodes where we talk about all the things all the time. Thank you to my amazing, wonderful guests and happy pride to all our friends and community. And uh, the music just went off and it was very good. Uh, Very good outro until that happened. Uh, Obviously, we'll see you next time. Take care. Good night, good day, good afternoon, good evening. See you soon.